Welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I am glad to be here tonight where everything is cool, right? <laughs> it's going to be a real fun evening. We have some great poets already on the line. If you would like to call in and read tonight, the number to call in is 646-595-3965. If you would like to call in. want to do a couple of things before we get started. I'd like to remind you that if you are interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, you can shoot me a message on Facebook. Probably, uh, Facebook would probably be the easiest. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. And we can get that put together. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. Basically, we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. So just shoot me a message. Let me know what you'd like to put together. We can pre-record these, meaning you can pre-record them on your computer and shoot me over an MP3 file. I can do a conference call with you and maybe do a short interview, interview you for a couple minutes in the beginning and talk a little bit about what you're going to do, and then I can mute my mic and you can go off and running until you're done. Uh, We can do a combination of both. We can do a pre-recorded show at the beginning where we do the workshop portion and then do uh, come on live and answer questions and talk with callers if you'd like to do it that way. We do have a couple of dates coming up soon where either A, Christopher Ryan will be hosting because I will not be here, or B, we will be ho- we will be playing a pre-recorded workshop depending on how that works out with Christopher's schedule, and that's going to be July 29th and August 12th right now. So, if you're interested in doing a workshop, we got those two dates open where we can set those up. So just let me know, and um, we'll be good to go. The next thing I am going to do, and it's very important, is I want to thank our sponsors, those of you who stepped up to the plate this year and helped uh, contribute towards our 2021 broadcasting license. Those sponsors are Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, Brad and Darlin Kuhn, Uma Pochapalli, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldman, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Gina Storm, Raymond Bentley, John Kays, Paula Sweet, Timothy Melton, Ronald P. Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal, Robert Mickey, Jade Mist, Rose Rodson, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, Dennis Must, and Barbara Cope Wilson. We also had anonymous donations under the name of Cherry Rose, Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Charles C.B. Banks, Glenn Still, Rick Smith, and King's Cadence. Always keeping those who are no longer here with us. So thank you, all of you, for helping to contribute towards our 2021 broadcasting license. Appreciate you all so much. Now, 
It is time for inspiration from the inkwell. Get your notebooks out, your pen and paper, whatever it is you're going to use to write with as I go through these. And uh, if I, as I'm going through these, if I get you lost for any reason, don't worry about it. You can come back at the end of the show after we have hit, uh, been put in the archives and listen to the podcast and write these down at your leisure. Okay, because of everything that's going on right now, it's summer. We all have fun things. I, you know, I'm really hoping that you're all out there and uh, romping around in the dirt and having fun and playing and and enjoying the summer. I really don't want to overload you with a bunch of homework and writing assignments right now. I want to keep it pretty casual um, so that you do have time to, to enjoy. But I want to make sure that you make time every day to do something with your writing. And so what I'm going to do for the next couple of weeks is we're going to be doing just the poetry prompts and the uh, pick apart a prompt exercises. We're only going to be doing those two. And here in a little bit, we'll be adding back in our journal assignment and writing exercises and things like that. So with your paper and pencil out, go ahead and number your paper 1 through 12. All right. As I give you these poetry prompts, remember that that their prompts are like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into poems. With that said, the prompt can be the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem or the general concept of your poem. Beyond those guidelines, whatever you do with them is up to you. Alrighty. So number your paper 1 through 12. We're going to run through these quickly. Number 1. Oh, oh I'll get to that later. <laughs> okay, number 1. Dead are my people. Dead are my people. Number two, he becomes herself. He becomes herself. Number three, minutes drop like pearls. Minutes drop like pearls. Four, trap doors to madness. Trap doors to madness. Five, wilderness of strangers. Wilderness of Strangers. Six. It was the game he loved. It was the game he loved. Seven. Doves, Daggers, and Words. Doves, Daggers, and Words. Eight. By Unseen Monsters. By Unseen Monsters. Number nine. The Absent Inkwell. The Absent Inkwell. Ten. To Tell of the Shadowed. To Tell of the Shadowed. Number eleven. Each one a mystery to decode. Each one a mystery to decode. And number twelve. Toys the Midnight Cat. Toys, the Midnight Cat. All right? Now remember that these can be the title of your poem, a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem. You can write 12 different poems, one to each prompt if you would like. You can just pick one prompt and write just that. You can mix and match them. So you could use line 5 and 9 and jump up and grab 3 and 11 and write a poem using those lines mixed and matched together. Or you can get real froggy and you can write a poem using all 12 prompts in one poem. And starting last week, 
I've not even though I've not made them there's not a theme to them but I have made them to where they can loosely and creatively be intertwined together into one poem easier than some of them that I've done in the past. Okay, so I'm kind of keeping a flavor, if you will, to the prompt so that, that maybe you can use all 12 and write one prompt because I think it's, that's a really fun challenge. So whatever you do with them is up to you, but those are some ideas. Now, the writing exercise that we're doing, our pick apart a prompt, I have combined them, and we are doing those using the 12 prompts I just gave you. So with your pick-apart-a-prompts, pick apart try saying that really fast. Um, with your pick-apart-a-prompts, what we're trying to do is to, to realize that what we do with a prompt before we write to it is much more important than what we, what we do when we write to it. All right, It's going to help us, by doing this exercise, it's going to help us getting, get away from the, the typical first knee-jerk reaction we would normally uh, take the direction we would go in when we hear a prompt because our brain's like muscle memory and we hear something and automatically we think of something and we're off and running is to take us beyond that and make us look deeper into what we're writing. So for this exercise, as I said, you'll be using the 12 poetry prompts I just gave you. And from your list, I want you to write on the top of a uh, clean journal page or in your notebook, I want you to write down the first prompt. And then I want you to spend a little bit of time pondering it and really thinking about all the things it's saying to you. Don't take it at face value. Be suspicious. Look beyond the things that are obvious about the prompt and find what's hiding inside of it. And then I would like you to make a list of at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. So write down the first prompt and then write about six different poems you could write to that one prompt either it being the line in, the title of, or the concept of. How many different types of poems could you write to that one prompt? Write them all down. When you finish with the first prompt, I want you to move on to the next, and then on down the list until you've written at least six ideas for each of the 12 prompts. And again, I promise you, if you do this exercise, one of them, you won't make it to the end of the list. You won't make it to the end of the exercise. That doesn't mean you don't have to keep doing it. When you're done writing your poem, then you can come back and, and finish it up. But something will grab you along the way, and you'll be off in writing. Okay. So once again, these are the 12 prompts that you will be writing to using your Pick Apart a Prompt writing exercise for the week. One, that are my people. Two, he became herself. Three, minutes drop like pearls. Four, trapdoors of madness. Number five, wilderness of strangers. Number six, it was the game he loved. Seven, doves, daggers, and words. Eight, by unseen monsters. Nine, the absent inkwell. Ten, to tell of the shadowed. Number eleven, each one a mystery to decode. And number 12, Toys the Midnight Cat. And there you go. Have fun with those. Remember, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading more than you are writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. Feed your brains. You are what you eat, and that implies, implies to what you feed your brain as well. 
Remember to, one of the things we've been focusing on is trying to learn one new poetry form every single month. There's so many out there. I think that it's really important that we at least have a working knowledge of all the tools of our craft, and poetry forms are those indeed. It gives us one more way that we can write, one more word puzzle we can put together, one more thing we can do to make our words dance. So every single month pick out a poetry form and try writing to it and have fun with it. The second is every Duran Duran poetry dance party. Gregory, I love you. That sounds like the best best idea ever. I just looked up and saw that in the chat, and I just got to Duran Duran's like, my band. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, write a haiku every single day. Go out in your life and find something worth 17 syllables. All right? So people always say, you know, writer's block got me. I don't know what to write about. You know, it doesn't matter. You have to give your permission, yourself permission to just sit down and write anything. You don't have to sit down and write something, you know, Facebook-worthy, you know, sitting there hovering at your desk waiting to see how many people like it and all this stuff. That's not what writing's about. Social media has really kind of put some pressures on us that we wouldn't have had, that we didn't have prior to all this stuff going on uh, with, with our on lives now. But walk around your day. Find something worth 17 syllables. It's called writer's discipline. You write something every day. But it doesn't have to be great. It just has to be writing. We all have these little poetic hiccups in our head. So jot them down on paper. I don't care if they're only 15 syllables. You can always go back later and add the other few syllables to that. But every single day, get in that habit. And if you do that, you will never find yourself at that place where you don't know how to pick up your pen. Okay? So those are, those are the things that we've been concentrating on, and if you have any questions on that, you can shoot me a message. Remember, if you happen to miss any of that, you can go back and listen to the archives after the show's over and go from there. If ever you're sitting there some night and you get stuck and you don't know what to write about, it's okay. Just open up any of our shows and listen to the first 15 minutes, and um, you'll hear a bunch of good things you can write, too. All right, the next thing we're going to do is play a audio track. We always start each episode with a recording from one of you. If you are a recording artist and you'd like to have me play your poetry on here, you can send me the mp3 file to uh, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com where the is in the title, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put audio track, something like that, in the title, the subject line. I'll get those uploaded to the show's library and play them. And in honor of it being so hot everywhere, that's all I see, is everyone posting about the temperature? We are going to being a, be, uh, be playing a piece by Seb called It Was the Hottest Summer. Here you go. Look at that song. Oh, boy, Allie, that's a circumstance you might want to reform and sell that so it change the garden. I got three folks. Technology is not my friend today. Hello. Uh, this is a poem that dates from last year. Um... As some of you may or may not know, I live in California, and uh, I wouldn't live nowhere else. It's just a wonderful place to to, to be, and it's it's perfect for me. It's like living in a dream sometimes. But uh, as it happens, I grew up in the South, uh, in uh, places like Harford County, Maryland, and uh, Baltimore, and South Carolina. So accordingly, I'm a I'm a guy who uh, doesn't like the cold weather. I like the warm weather. I do not like the winter time. And uh, early in my career, I had the good fortune to be 
giving a post into a town called St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, which is a wonderful town. Great people, great job. Really enjoyed myself there, except when that first winter came along. And I spent most of that shuffling around, absolutely convinced that old Stevie was going to freeze to death. Um, and in particular, one night I was lying in bed and I could, I could not get myself warm. I couldn't do anything to make myself comfortable. And I was sincerely believing that uh, they were just going to come find me the next morning. I wasn't going to be able to call into work on account of the fact that I'd be dead. And they'd come and find me all frozen up like old Hank Williams, just lying there with icicles hanging off my nose. And uh, that night, in a dream, came to me the, the Beach Boys and Brian Wilson. And they're, they're all, you know, singing, My darling, you're so fine, and all that shit. And they're going, Come on, Sebby, come on, you got to come out of California. You got to come out of California, Sebby, get your ass out of California. That's a nice, warm place. That's where you, you want to be. So the next morning I woke up and I, I proceeded to sell most everything I owned except my car. And uh, sure as you're born, 72 hours later, I'm standing on Venice Beach, Los Angeles, California, USA. And I considered that to be quite an accomplishment for myself. But uh, even for a boy of such a disposition uh, favoring the warm weather, there are occasional uh, disadvantages living in California, which one cannot help but observe upon. And uh, this is a poem regarding... Just uh, one of those small disadvantages. It's called the It Was the Hottest Summer in Living Memory. It was the hottest summer in living memory after brief spring was seeded like a melody. Dogs exploded on the sidewalk, howling and flames consumed. Oleander and jessamine ran right in the cracks and the interminable nights were stickily perfumed. It was the hottest summer in living memory. The days were sere and the evenings incendiary. Passers-by sought shelter in the foothills or huddled in the shadows of the wharf. The lukewarm sea offers little consolation to the soles of my chuck tees and melting on the sidewalk. It was the hottest summer in living memory. How could our once beloved son stoop to such low treachery? Kids jumping into Sokel Creek off the trestles of the railway bridge. Curvy girls and daisy jukes and cropped off peasant jerkins, SPF 30 cream lubricating every appendage. Yeah, it was the hottest summer in living memory. And that sun that drew me to this place is now my cruelest enemy. The parking meters droop and wither and pool and molten silvery smelt. Azaleas desiccated the landscape plastic and as if rendered by the hand not of God but by Darley himself. It was the hottest summer in livid memory. The sun would not surrender, enthralled with its own savagery. And we who once worshipped at its feet, our once beloved Lumina Titan, fled our homes for every beach from Santa Cruz all the way to New Brighton. That was Seb with the hottest summer. And pretty awesome. I really like his pieces. All right. So... You guys, if you are on hold tonight, we will be getting to you momentarily. Before we do that, I want to let area code 951 and 615 know that you are not in the lineup. If either of you would like to come on the air tonight, please press 1 on your phones. That will alert me that it's okay to unmute your mic. If you're here just listening, 81, there you go, or 951, I gotcha. So 615, 615, if you want to come on the air, press 1. If you're hanging out and listening and just uh, enjoying us, enjoying yourself and, and the poets, glad you're here. Appreciate you. If you change your mind at any time, 615, press 1, and it'll alert me and let me know it's okay to unmute you. And um, I'll remind you and check in with you in just a little bit just to make sure you're okay. All right. 
Our first caller tonight is going to be coming from area code 734, followed by 731, and then 718. Kind of give you a heads up who our first caller is going to be. Listen for your telephone area code. When I call your area code, you'll know it's time for you to come on. When I bring you on, make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that your name is attached to your work and people know who's reading. Right now, let me take a look at the lines. You can read two poems. If the lines get too busy tonight and I need to switch that back to reading just one, I will let you know. But right now, you're good to go at two poems tonight. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL so people can come over and find you and get to know you and your work better before they come and hear you read again here next week. Now, remember, we do have a mature rating. That means just about anything goes here. You're going to hear just about anything, and we normally always do with the exception of hardcore erotica. No adult porn poems. Other than that, you are good to go. So once again, first three callers, 734, followed by 731, followed by 718. Let's go ahead and grab 734. 734, you're on the air. Seven three four, are you with me? George? Are you muted? Seven three four. All right, we may have to come back and grab George. George, where are you? I cannot hear you, George. I see you in chat. I know that's you. I see you're saying I'm here, but I cannot hear you. Let me try this again. Unmute you. It'd be really fun if we're having audio issues, huh? You guys have to listen just here and listen to me talking. Like George, are you there, hun? All right, George, hang up and call right back in. Yes, you should. That will work. Okay. So we're going to have him. Now I'm hearing funny things like you're trying to dial George. I'm hearing a little ding, ding, ding. There we go. Okay, his start called up. So let's go ahead and grab 731, which is Michael. And along with 731, we are going to be bringing on, oh, no, I forgot the 951, 951, 951, where are you? Stephanie, 951. Okay, kids, you're on the air. You talking to me? I am talking to you. You and Stephanie. I'm, I'm by myself. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. No, you got oh, Stephanie here with you. Is Ste- hey, Stephanie Mike. here? Mike, the one you, you had Stephanie lunch there? with today. Yes. Okay, well, I, I emailed you there to see if you were on yet, and you hadn't responded, so. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm doing so everything. <laughs> I'm doing everything from my back. phone. It's tough. Well, Nala, Stephanie, and I, and, and her fine husband, Lynn, we had lunch together today. That's what she said. So I'm just going to shut up here for a minute and let you two kind of take over well, and figure out what you're doing. What we're doing, well, we hadn't really planned anything, but that's never stopped us before. Um, that's true. She's on a she's on a tour of the country and spending time in Tennessee, which is 
pretty awesome, great. And uh, we go back a long, long way on the MySpace trails. Uh, did, did you spend most of your time on Fletch Riders in uh, in the 2007, 8, 9, 10? Or were you there? 2000, 2009, Mike, and uh, I was real nervous about writing at all, let alone posting for other people to read. And after I got my feet wet, you were one of the first people to invite me to any other kind of group and just welcome me into the poetry family. It was really pretty cool. Yeah, that was great. We, uh, 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 toward the end, I spent a lot of time with uh, uh, legacy writers, and uh, we had a lot of fun over there on Saturday. Um this is an interesting you, story that nobody knows, and Stephanie will probably say, oh, yeah, what about that? She uh, had an idea toward the very end of MySpace to have one more poetry challenge-type blog where we we uh, come up with the topic and, and uh, people come in and participate however they will. And we had it all set up for Valentine's Day. And something came up, and we just couldn't pull it off. We were doing it on my MySpace page, which I still had a pretty big following because of Poets Roundtable. That's where people would come for every Friday anyway. So uh, so we pushed it back a week. We, we decided to go with the theme of the week after Valentine's Day when things just weren't working out anymore. All the optimism was gone. Um, you know, those great relationships that were that were in the palm of our hand crumbled. And we had about nearly 20 people write poems about this, and some of them were really dark, some of them were hilarious. Everybody had a pretty good time, and, and that was it. We're talking 2013 right there, I believe. I think you're right. I'm surprised oh, well. you remembered that. I was going to say something about it. Well, I do remember that. Uh, I got in a lot of trouble for that that week. Matter of fact, for that, uh, I got scolded. <laughs> <laughs> I got told by a girl in Texas uh, for something I wrote that uh, she, she uh, that people depended on mine to be op- me to be optimistic and and a ray of sunshine or whatever. And she and she said to me, "You could be a little nicer." It's the second person that said that to me. And, uh, wow, again, I thought I was being pretty nice. So uh, what I have here, I'll, I'll, I'll start one here, and then Stephanie can do a couple, is the poem I wrote the following week uh, in response to, to Daisy for scolding me the way she did. And I really wanted to make such a good impression I didn't even rhyme the darn thing. So here we go. Pressing Matters for Daisy by Michael Todd. You did not wake me. When the lines of love and lust come tangled in the water, it does not matter if there is a shark on one hook and a goldfish on the other. When each runs with the bait, the waters are going to churn. It was not your audible voice, rather what you dwelt upon that stopped me dead in my tracks. I see a great deal of promise somewhere between forecast and remembrances, but I cannot measure time and distance. 
depth perceptions elude me. When two people come up for air, they tend to talk. Odds are in their favor. If they have enough in common, they will talk some more. You made me want to listen. Solemn whispers can be heard over the ringing of a cathedral bell. Yours call out to me like a siren on the rocks at the base of a cliff on the edge of an ocean. In peace. Holy wow. moly. Yeah. Do you want to comment first, Stephanie? I don't understand why she thought that was not being very nice. That was incredible all the way around. That that was that was like mentally erotic. The whole and maybe erotic's not the right word, but it, it was just that the the idea the, oh, I can't even explain it. You have me tongue tied, Michael. But Nyla, that's why it was so good because it did exactly what you're saying. It, it was phenomenal. The love and the lust, the goldfish, the shark, the water churning, the coming up for air. You know, if you're lucky, you're going to have something to talk about. And you did. And she made you want to listen. And that's phenomenal. It was, it was fantastic. Sweet. Well, I, I, think you should post, I think you should post that again and remind, let us tell you how good it was. May do that someday. May. Now, <laughs> let's hear from you, Miss Stephanie. What do you have for us today? So I when Stephanie's to... done, Michael, I'm going to let you comment, okay? Okie dokie. Okay. And I only have one piece tonight. I only I wanted to read this one. I wrote it uh, shortly after I started on MySpace. It was in 2010. And it just struck me how incredible it was to be connected with all these people. And a lot of people say that the people in, on social media don't exist and that they're secondhand friends or whatever. And I have always felt from the very beginning it was none of those things. So this piece I wrote was called Conversation Friends. When I think about things in my life, those that are important and those not so, I think of these. Our minds walking and talking, enriching simple thoughts of no world consequence, just the feeling of coming home. My days are busy, below the hustle and bustle that we call life, grand from beginning to end. Sometimes, once in a while as I sit upon a carpet of grass spread between the tall trees, stretching from bank to bank, sun warming all, especially my my essence. I notice that there are many alone times, not born of loneliness, rather alone, lacking company to share the simple joys of life, concepts expressed to no one, creating not an uncomfortable atmosphere, being alone is comforting, missing instead the opportunity to discuss, argue, engage. I wonder, is there not supposed to be someone to share all these so important little snapshots of life, each one unique, to hear the sound of another's laughter, not robbing or taking moments belonging to a loved one, simply sharing thoughts that have no home, observations made, formed, and filed away, once felt lost forever, unless explored. Perhaps 
companions where our minds are needed, a friend willing to experience, explore, detailed conversations, not of our lives, per se, but of life itself. Who will accept the offer to travel through the exercises of our minds, challenging to think beyond standard responses, feeling the joy of giving and receiving? Completely unaware, we were invited by mutual friends, our minds, to begin this revelation. Seeking discussion of philosophy, art, music, and poetry, now alone is not so alone. I take your hand, asking you to walk with me, talk with me, discover indescribable joys, conversation friends, companions of our minds, taken from no one, given to someone. If by some lucky chance the day we meet, a hug will be offered of nothing less than everything more, as two minds are welcomed home. And peace. Okay, that wasn't just an epiphany to hit you. That was based on uh, days, weeks, months, years uh, of interacting with people. Uh, it's almost like that you were educated to, to look for uh, between shade and shadow for the people, like-minded people in most cases. Uh, did, you, did you do this in college or high school? No, I did this after being on MySpace for a year writing poetry. Yeah, when I talk about getting your start as far as, you know, interacting with people, not everybody can do that. Some people don't play well with others. You do. Skill. <laughs> well, thank you, Michael. One of the things I've been able to do, and I made it a point with this trip, and I really thank my husband because he's kind of dragged around to meet people he doesn't know, I, by the time I finish this trip, well, I have met four of my poetry friends in person, and that will bring it to a total of 13 I think I have traveled around to meet so far. That so, is so oh, awesome. Oh, oh, we're nice Say that again, Michael. So overall, we're pretty nice people. But You're really nice people. A lot. Uh, yeah. I've been real fortunate to, you know, get to visit with several people going up and down the I-40 corridor, going from Memphis to Nashville. It's the same as going from from uh, New York to California. It's across the country. So I'm sort of sitting right in the middle, and uh, it's pretty neat. It was definitely one of the plans from the beginning was to uh, meet you on this trip. Well, I'm, I'm proud so, that you did. I am extremely glad that you did. It was a great day. Uh, thanks. Now, when are you going to go out and meet somebody? I'm sorry. My my phone makes it hard to hear. Nala? What? When are you going to go meet somebody? I met somebody. Who? Christopher. That's true. Absolutely. There you go. And now we're getting married. Congratulations. (laughs) Seriously? No. Okay. She's joking. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Stephanie, I thought that poem was awesome. I love the fact that, you know, you're talking about people, you know, online people. It's like Debbie and I, Debbie Philly and I. We've been friends for almost 20 years, just short of 20 years. When I first started on MySpace, she was one of the very first people I ever met. 
And even though I've never met her, I've never doubted the reality of her or the importance of our friendship. You know, I don't have, even if I never meet her in this lifetime, which would be a tragedy, but even if I never did, she's no less a friend to me than someone that is tangible and I go to coffee with. You know, and a lot of times people don't, they they think there's an anonymity on the Internet, and that leads to a lot of bad behavior, but there's not. You know, I think people are much more vulnerable and much more themselves in a safe environment with the way that social media is set up. You know, and I think that we need to understand that these are real people we're dealing with and we need to treat them with kindness and with understanding and be inspiring. And, you know, it's the perfect opportunity to be something positive in someone's life. And I love that your poem really drew on that sentiment. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's the only poem I had to read tonight. So Mike, can read another (laughs) one? Do you want to read another one, Michael? Yeah, I got a quick one here. Staying with uh, 2013, good year. It's called Famous Last Words. I'm Michael Five. <laughs> you took it, laying rightful claim to what you own. Eventually, lifelines fade and you become threadbare. All too apparent when I looked to find you were gone. Reminders like clues are strewn about everywhere. Reckoning is a task I find altogether foreboding of all advances taken, two steps forward and wait. Seeing the final vestiges colliding, imploding, every step taken leads one to a certain fate. For all I imagine and that which I know to be true, running in place from past is all that makes sense. Obstacles only impede if I choose to allow them to. Much to my benefit at present, and I'm easy to convince. Moving forward requires us all to turn and gaze back. Yet this lesson must be reminded and learned again. Keeping with the ancient order, staying on track. Even a final dawn has its day to claim. What then? In peace. What then, indeed. Fantastic, right, Michael? Stephanie, you want to comment real quick? I just enjoyed all of it. I think I need to listen to it again. <laughs> Michael ha- well, thank God Michael for archives, such- right? <laughs> yes. Michael has such a way with words, and he has such a broad spectrum that he writes from that you're never quite sure what he's going to pull out of his bag of tricks. And you can never, never take his writing at face value either because there's always Easter eggs in them, always. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. All right, Thank you, Nyla, for this opportunity. Tell- <laughs> you're welcome, honey. I'm so glad, so glad. You have no idea how happy I am that you're here tonight. I would love for both of you to tell people how they can come find you before you take off. I'm on MySpace. MySpace, uh, MySpace. Oh, we've been talking about it so much. I'm on Facebook, just under my name. So at Stephanie Borders, send me a friend request, and I have to have a real private profile for private reasons. But I'd be happy to friend any poet out there. Awesome. And Michael, you can find me on Facebook as well at Facebook.com/slash Mike Todd M Y K E T O D D. There aren't many M Y K E T O D Ds out there. I don't think. 
Awesome. All right. Great job, both of you. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you. All right. Let's go ahead and come back down here. And we are going to grab Mr. George because he is called back in. And let's see if we can get him unmuted. George, are you with us, honey? I am with you, I think. That was so weird. I can hear you now. Welcome. Yeah, I, I could hear you and... I don't know what the heck was going on in my, uh, and I have a relatively good system here that doesn't screw me up too often, but what the heck. Anyway, I'm glad to be here. And by, i got to tell you, Stephanie's idea, and I don't I haven't met Stephanie, but I know much about her, but her idea of going around and seeing the people that she's done poetry with online and whatever, that's an amazing adventure. And I, we, that's something we always say we're going to do, you know, I'm on a couple of other Zooms and stuff, and we haven't met physically many of the people, just a few of them. And um, and we keep saying, oh, we're going to drive out there, you know, and all that kind of stuff, and nobody ever does. I mean, almost no one, but Stephanie does. And I think that's admirable. admirable. That's okay. really phenomenal, yeah. Um, living the dream, I guess. I have two poems. This first one is sort of short. It's called The Word. I wrote one word. I loved that word. I spoke that word. I shared that word. Others loved the word. It was a wonderful word. But now, I can't remember the damn word. And even worse, no one else can either. And peace. (laughs) Wait, what was that? I love it. What was that? Yes, that's it. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you going to read? You can read two, right? Yeah, I got another one. This is a uh, a Villanelle, a little bit on the more sober side, called "Don't Ask Me Why I Left You Crying." Don't ask me why I left you crying, huddled in an archway in the rain. I walked the blurry path that stepped away. You laughed when I fell and kissed my bruises. You accepted my arms and my kisses. Don't ask me why I left you crying. You made my mornings thrive and kept my nights too short. I walked the blurry paths that stepped away. You crawled among my blankets and ate my breakfast. But some angular or misguided decision loomed. Don't ask me why I left you crying. No fears, no negatives, no reasons. Maybe I thought I'd ruin your perfection. I walked the blurry path that stepped away. So when I decided to leave for some warped reason, why, I must have cried more than you. Don't ask me why I left you crying. I walked the blurry path that stepped away. And peace. Wow. First of all, great on the Villanelle and awesome on the subject matter. I think we all have somebody like that in our life, mm-hmm. you know, that we look back on and like, you know, gosh, was I crazy? And then we yeah. also have those that we look back on and think, oh, my God, were we crazy? Because we stayed, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true. It is true. It's very true. And we don't always do logical things, you know. Mm-mm. Maybe, that maybe that that's part poem of could be the story maybe, of my, my love life past, trust me. <laughs> uh, maybe it's why we're poets, because we caught on that we 
didn't do things the normal way. But uh, well, you anyway, know, contentment is the death of a poet. We write when we're happy, when we're sad, when we're angry, when we're overjoyed, but seldom, are, seldom do we write our best when we are content. Yeah. Right. You know, I That's think there's the something perverse inside of us that really craves that chaos because it's in that chaos that we find ourselves, that we find our writing, that we, right. you know. Right. The uh, people that write the poetry histories and stuff say that the uh, they look back across, for example, American and European, or you know, British uh, poetry. And say that the best stuff and the most vibrant stuff came out of times of great stress, like poverty or war or death, and of course individually with lost loves and deficit loved ones. But in America, the the big it's been a big jump in poetry since the pandemic started, and mm-hmm. also also there's been a and combined with the fact that there was a controversial leadership here, it caused a lot of us to write venomous stuff. But anyway, um, the um, so yeah, if things are smooth, I think you're right now. If things are going along honky dory, you know, just have a coffee, drink a beer, let's go outside. Uh, I got right tonight. <laughs> okay, you could I find think, me. Oh, yeah. go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, I can be found at um, uh, Facebook page uh, George Wiley writes. And I'm, I have a book called uh, Why Did I Remain in the Garden? And I have in some anthologies around the place somewhere. And uh, so that's it. And on Thursday nights, I try to get to Nyla's speakeasy. And it is such an amazing gift when you do. I can't even tell you. I was so happy to see you there tonight. Well, thank you. Thank you. It was my pleasure, really. I love you dearly, George, and thank you, thank you for being here and and calling back in. I'm glad we got you in time, but I know you've got something to do like here in just a couple minutes, so I'm going to let you run. Yes, I do. Okay, (laughs) well, thanks. Take care. Thank you, hon. All right. Bye-bye. Awesome. Absolutely love George. All right, our next caller is going to be 718. 718, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. How are you? It's Jim Hart. Hey, Jim, my darling. How are you, sweetheart? Okay. You doing good? I am doing good. Good. Uh, The first poem I'm going to read, uh, the title ends in an ellipsis. All the worlds. I wander the hallways on a Sunday night in late May, not believing in spirits or ghosts, but haunted in the quiet hours of pre-dawn by words left unspoken. Smelling the sweetness of roses blooming just outside my window, remembering every rehearsed phrase as if it were a scene from a play, watched over and over and over until I knew not only my dialogue, but what your response would be. And then, like some neophyte thespian, I lost my place on the page. One up in my lines. And you, ever the professional, turned to the star, just upstage, who never forgot anything, least of all, how to win the heart of the fair young maiden. 
and peace. <laughs> Isn't that always the ultimate question, how? How do I do this? Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, sometimes you don't figure out that how. How come there's never any palm gems that say, how do I win the heart of the crazy wild chick? Uh, most of the time you win it. I love it. I love it. Are you going to read two, baby? Yes. Uh, Totally, totally different uh, way to go here. And now I sit and give him crayons. He's gone from crayons to fishing pole, and I'll be damned if I can accept his growth. He dropped that pole for the challenge of leather and wood, and the baseball diamond seemed to shrink to his size. The baseball was left behind for his first set of wheels, and he drives faster than I ever did. The car naturally led to girls, and eventually to that one woman. That one woman led to marriage, and then to a son of their own. And now I sit and give him crayons and hope a fishing pole is the furthest thing from his mind. As a mother who raised three sons, I cannot tell you how much I love that poem. Oh, thank you. You know, I I have never been a baby person. I don't like babies. They're like pets. Until they can talk and do something, they're just like wiggly little worms, right? Right. They have to get but that personality. To, yeah, yeah. You know, but once they every year, no one could, never understood that when I always said that every year my kids got older was my favorite age. Until I realized that they grew up and left, and then I freaked out because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it at all. <laughs> but I can honestly say, and I, I, you know, I love the part where you're talking about, you know, they drive faster than I ever thought of. I can very proudly and honestly say that none of my kids, not one of my boys, is even half as bad as I was at anything. They are all much, much better than I ever was at driving, at at life experiences, everything. I am so proud of them. They're such good boys. I have a son and daughter, and they're both uh, much more careful and certainly much more intelligent than I am. So I know what you mean by being proud of they don't drink, they don't do drugs, they don't drive fast cars, they don't run around with fast boys or girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're good kids. Yeah. My son, believe it or not, my son is actually the president of Vectra Banks and the president of the school district in Colorado. How did I, how did I ever throw that for a child? It how did I do that? that that's prompts. not my kid. <laughs> Songs. I don't know what I did to get that All, all the prompts. That's, you know, all along the way. <laughs> uh, Jim, it is so good to hear from you. You sound great, sweetheart. Thank you. I am so glad you're here. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm on Facebook as Jim Hart. I have a page, jimhartpoetry.com. And you can get any of my books, the latest being Just Another Friday Night in Brooklyn, on uh, Amazon or any of the downloadable sites. Very cool. And we will talk to you next week? Yes, I hope so. 
<laughs> Thank you, Jim. Appreciate you so much, Thank honey. Thank you, Nada. Have a good night. You too. All right. All right. Our next three callers we have eight three two followed by two one nine and then eight one five. Let's go ahead and grab eight three two. Eight three two. You're on the air. Soldier Blue. Eight three two. It is you. Why aren't you talking to me now? What song is what movie show where's where'd that tune come from? Scooby uh, Scooby Dooby Doo. Soldier Soldier Blue, where are you? I am talking to you now. I can hear sounds so I know you're there. Probably sitting in front of the fan in your underwear. Soldier Blue. Eight three two. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Went fantastic there. Oh. Did you hear me singing to you? No, I'm tired. It's just I was zoning out. I, I was singing a song about you and your underwear. Okay, well, I'm pretty much there. <laughs> <laughs> See, I know my boy. I know. <laughs> How are you, love? Um, okay. Just, uh, yeah, just walking through it, you know. Yeah. This, this piece doesn't have a name. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you crossing your fingers? Are you crossing your toes? Or praying death? As you cross that heart, you pray will cross over. Badger metal, colga, second-hand origins, word of mouth. Oh, everything becomes clear. The fires are lit underneath a mountain. Stories told over bones. Deathless, redefined. By diligence, negligence. Shockwaves and neutered grains, diphthong and dissonance, wolf-like iron and stronger egg on Monsieur Ashes hit the blue, almost blue. The rustling dims of constellations we almost never see except in dreams. Oh, Monsieur. Deathless redefined, careful measure taken from the blue sky. Coltra, blackbirds, wander the wind line by line. With sowing sigh eternal through the tops of the trees. We shall pray for a blessing from the forest. Oh, we shall practice our hearts with a night song. Oh, okay. We shall lift our skins with the sunrise. Dead songs circulate. 
spill the bones upon the beads, bones and quill work medallions where he got formed. Poison run, will run itself upstream of the blood stream while being water hemlock. Did you need to smoke a bruise? Nine odds of the moon, glass shelter, uncertain. Are you crossing your fingers, crossing your toes? Sibilant speaking prayers over living coals, praying the severance of life in someone's heart so that in your weakness you can find yourself back where you started as pilgrims of the night and the arrogance and ignorance of the churches wreaking havoc with their will upon lips of the prayers that you have left behind. We are the ghost road born. We do not acknowledge you. And peace. That was awesome. I can, I can tell that you're... Uh, your mind is walking somewhere tonight, though. <laughs> well, they just uh, came came across the wires with another discovery of 750 undocumented uh, human remains in another boarding school. And there are various towns and townships in Canada which are already saying on a national level that they will not be celebrating um, Canada Day this year. So there's a lot of things going on. You know, there's a lot of things that have happened to people who have no voice. And I think that the death of the generation of those things happening is going to be the birth of the discovery of the things that happened, if that makes sense. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, there's the people are dying that hid the skeletons, and now the skeletons are being found. Yeah. And for whatever reason, people are suddenly opening their eyes on this one. And they're really really paying attention. So we'll see what happens next, I guess. Are you going to read to my love? I can can do that, I guess. Uh, Black Tide's better than a movie. Images of shadow and effect. Moaning through the hills. Shadow box reality not even close to life. Brutal epics, happy endings. There is no blood singing within a cinema text. Shining cinematics offer no real resolution. Tensions bleed over, grieve the natures of our red earthen skin. 
Black willow wands wave in the darkness. Shadows. Shades of another culture. Grace becomes a gift. Venues broken open. Applause and patter chatter in the tabloids. We shall instead steal the light and give a sigh to our own. The rush and the roar of black tides. The surge of current schooled on as deep as water. Oyster shells, cups, smoke, as well as water. Very sound in the sky as the ocean traveled distances of cunning and currents through the air. Water is first medicine. Are you looking at the out of the shades of darkness, the dark sky of midnight's ocean? Do you remember anything beyond the tin type you smashed with your hair, your heaving heart so long ago? Family headstones of false heirloom, reconstruction of houses. Seven wiles of the will for will, devolution, degeneration, and obliteration of lies and God. As seen through the faceted locks of vision of the dragonfly. The smell of trodden storms, the reams of blood. Such death never imagined in the name of dust of imagery, petroglyphic images, imaginings. We will bleed the colors we need ourselves from the clay of our vermilion mohajwitsi. Raw news, poetic license for steel verbs. Laid to rest in genetic atrophy of cultural artistry, skin art, colors, designing tattoos, or made in a transition of tradition of song and ceremony. Dance till the fever drops you like a stone in deep water. Silence screaming louder than you do. Bone on bone, what discoveries can be made with the quiet to be found in the ground hard as thunder, left over from the murmur of the dreams and the drum, swayed, splayed rhythms falling between your feet, lost like sleep to dreams. The effort, wireless and weary, if you travel not among the weary, those beings that can smell, likely smokes of the wisping river, and they will strip the ignorant with one clean jerk of all their fresh 
the flesh that they hope to save. The night tides rise, and the ravens give wing to their cries. Hard fire and the lazy play of broken lightning, foam of Daisy, swallow the song of hunger. We will not return this way. We will not look the same, and some of you shall look upon it as a religious hunt. As we cry for the rain, Muju. Rain clouds above us, black tides upon the horizon. We do not seek another form of life. We shall instead make our way home. We are the ghosts who are born, and we are ready for this journey. Monte Phenomenal, right, Soldier Blue? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things coming at me right now, and I've, uh, I just, um, I've, uh, just with the, with the, along with the reading that I'm doing and the learning that's coming from that, uh, I also have some other books that I have uh, uh, gotten recently, and one of them I'm really enjoying right now because it's just like totally the opposite. I mean, he's doing myth busting in terms of you know like the, a lot of the legends that have. Uh, than the enhancement of uh, American culture, so to speak. But with the way he's doing it is with satire. And because it is, you know, that kind of like tongue-in-cheek, it, it really is a nice uh, departure <laughs> from, from, the, from a lot of the stuff that I'm, that I'm uh, learning right now because I'm going to tell you, man, that. Some of the books I'm reading right now, along with that, are, are like so. Oh, they're heavy. I mean, and I'm having to just like readjust my sights all the time, and I'm having to, you know, follow the threads like what I was talking about last week. You know, in terms of you know seeing where things actually came from and where the where the origin was, and it's it's uh and then you know and then is you know with all along with all of that. You know, the uh, Anishinaabe up there in uh, Minnesota along the Canadian border are in the midst of uh, nonviolent protest against pipeline number three. And and then, you know, a little bit further into Canada, now we have another discovery of the uh, one of the boarding schools. And, I mean, it's just like, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, it, it, it kind of reminds me in some kind of ways of, you know, like what you you hear about in some of the the, the passages of revelations, and I mean, that's, I mean, you you always, I mean, people like to take a lot of things literally, but I'm going to say that in 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 its own fashion, you know, there seems to be a lot of the dead jumping up right now. <laughs> mhm. You know what I mean? I mean, to me, it's kind of just it's kind of weird, you know. Like I say, I mean, because why why is it now? Why? Why is it right now that all of a sudden the focus is coming in hard and sharp and everybody actually is paying attention? I, you know, I, I mean, I'm not I, sure. I think it's like I said, because the, the people who hid the skeletons in the closet are gone. Yeah. 
you know, the, 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 the old boys clubs, the people that did all this crap, they're growing old and dying. That generation is going. Yeah. And so the people that hide this, hid the skeletons in the closet can't hide them anymore. And they're coming to mm-hmm. surface and they're coming to light. Oh, yeah. Which is really sad to me because meaning the people, a lot of the people who are responsible for the happenings aren't here anymore. Oh, that's true. You know, and then we have to just leave it up to history to tell the right story, which is why what you write is so important, because you tell the right story. Well, you know, I'll be definitely making more, more truth inroads Truth is in the word of the common man, and the common man is a poet. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. I interrupted you, but, you know. Oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm just saying in the coming in the coming coming weeks, I'm you know, going to be you know, getting more more focused on it. It's just... You know, at this point, I'm still kind of like, uh, I guess you could say, at this, uh, right now I'm just wool gathering. I've got a lot of thoughts that are coming to me, but, you know, they're yet to be uh, any, what I would call anyway, a cohesive picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, All right, soldier, my love, but, tell everyone how they can find you, baby. Yes, ma'am. I don't want to pick up too much time. Uh, um uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook. It's Rafe Wild, and then it's in, in parentheses underneath it says Soldier Blue. And you can also find, you know, take a look at my uh, podcast, which I know I keep saying it, and I haven't as yet, but I will be adding some more episodes to it. And it's uh, it's called Red Earth One, and it's you know all together like one word, and just capitalize the R, the E, and the O. And I you know I, I will be in the upcoming weeks. I will be putting in some more episodes. Very cool. All right, hon, I love you dearly, and you're important to me, and I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad to be here, too, Miss Nana. <laughs> For a while, I wasn't too sure. <laughs> well, I'm glad you are, and we'll talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, baby. Yes, indeed. I went out. <laughs> Bye-bye, hon. Have a good evening. Thank you. All right, so I'm going to give you guys the next three callers so you have a heads up. We have 219, followed by 815, and then 702. Let's go ahead and grab 219. 219, you're on the air. Hey, now how you doing? Hey, Brother hey, O, how are you, sweetheart? I'm doing well. How you doing? I am doing very well. Good. Trying to figure out how to plant cores and, and grow dollars, but other than that. Yeah. <laughs> and that everything's really good. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So what do you bring for us tonight? Uh, this form is called, Brother o, what would you tell your 18-year-old self if you met him in person? If I went on a time capsule and traveled back in time to the year 1993 and have the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to meet the 18-year-old version of myself in person or have an honest man-to-man conversation with him, I would tell him, you're an intelligent young brother with untapped potential. You need to find where your purpose in life is and apply yourself 
because I would hate for you to become a failure in life, and I would hate for you to keep getting into trouble. I would tell him, you are a real-life overcomer with the raw drive and determination to achieve greatness in whatever endeavor you decide to pursue. All you need to do is allow God to guide and direct your path. I would tell him, you need to have more self-confidence and more belief in yourself when dealing with women and don't be so shy. When you have the guts and the courage to be the real you, women will literally flock to you and you are not able to be able to keep them away from you. I would tell them, you ain't cut out for the street life. And you ain't cut out to be an inmate or in a jail or a prison either. Your father spent six years of his life in prison for his poor choices when he was your age. Omar, you got the opportunity to do what he didn't have a chance to do. Graduate from high school, go to college, and get your degree. See, Omar, you're book smart. You're not street smart. See, Omar, the choices that you made now will determine the outcome and course of your life. It's squarely upon you to make the right decisions and not to repeat the same patterns as your father. Now, he went through all that he went through, so you didn't have to go down the same path that he did. See, I will tell him, choose your friends and associates very carefully. Because everybody ain't meant to come along with you and everybody ain't going to like you either. I would tell them, be grateful for the real people who believe in you when you didn't believe in yourself. Be grateful for those real people who prayed for you when you were dealing with your congenital heart condition when you were a child. Be thankful for those real people who stuck, stuck up for you and looked out for you when you were bullied. And be appreciative of the, those real people in your life who love you despite your disabilities. See, I would tell them, women are looking for a real brother like you because you're a handsome young man who's going to be a great husband someday. So don't get all sad and depressed, all discouraged, despaired and disheartened because a girl turns you down. Yo, bro. One woman's trash will become the right woman's treasure. So take your time. They different women and have the patience of Job until you finally meet the woman who God asked you. And I also tell them, being a young black man in America is not easy. You're going to be the target of bigotry and ignorance because of your race and skin complexion. You're going to get called the N-word and every other name is such a child of God. You're going to be a target of shade throwers and haters who have not been through what you've been through in your life. You're going to be a target of jealousy and envy by some of the same people who come from your own race and ethnicity and even from your own flesh and blood too. And you're going to, you will encounter more challenges and obstacles than most people you in their lifetime. See, Omar, it's not what people call you. It's what you answer to, young brother. 10% of life is what occurs in your life. The other 90% is how you respond to what happens in your life. And poem.
That is so true. Very good job on that, sweetheart. Aldea, you're welcome. I appreciate it. You know, I think that if I went back and talked to my 18-year-old self, I would just say three words. It doesn't matter. Right. She may not understand, but that's what I tell her. It doesn't matter. All the things you think matter absolutely don't matter. They don't. Yeah, they basically, uh, yeah, that that's, that was basically the gist of the poem. Mm-hmm. Stood back to a time where I look back on what I went through at 18 and I realized that I completely changed in, in those years. You're not the same person. I'm not the same shy, naive person that I was at 18. I'm not the. I'm not that that guy anymore. What you see before you is mature. The mature version of myself. A man who's experienced a lot in his life and uh, as. And as uh, what I'm well known for is giving advice and sharing pieces of my life with 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 people who can relate to relate to some of the same stuff that I write about. Exactly. Exactly. All right, brother. Oh, are you going to read two tonight, or are you going to? Now, I'll just go to that, that one because uh, this because of the time we're going to do this at once. So uh, I can be found on, on, the, on Facebook under the name of my brother O'Gavin. Uh, you check out check out what I have going on. Dominate the National Spoken Word Awards. If you like more information, how to vote for me, vote for me on that site. Connect me on Facebook and then shoot me in, shoot me in the inbox, and I'll be glad to answer answer your questions and everything like that. As always, thank you for your support every week. Appreciate you so much. Thank you, honey. Welcome. All right, and we'll talk to you next week. Yes. Perfect. All right, honey. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Our next caller comes from mm, Hmm. What have we here? We have 815. 815, you're on the air. Happy Thursday, Nihilist Gina Storm. <laughs> Gina, I'm so glad you were there. I was having a problem unmuting your line. How are you, my darling sis? I'm usually the one on mute, so I'm proud of me. <laughs> it's so good to hear from you. Mm. We'll see if you say that after I spit my piece. Okay. I'm going to do one and be done because I need to practice here a piece that I'm doing on my next mic. And I love your platform. Your poetry every week raises the bar for me. Oh, this is one of my places. I feel like this is my safe place to be poetic. I'm going to read something I wrote this evening. Okay. 
lied to me repeatedly, giving me a false sense of security, claiming to be different, better, stronger, faster, capable of reciprocal love. You said time and time again. I listened. Lost myself momentarily in the process. You sold work tickets, fucked up, and had no backbone or backup. Taking residence in my storm shelter, insecurities making me question me. How could this possibly be? A friendless bitch living vicariously through me, treacherous, deceitful, and dangerous. I cried a million times, got down on my black ashy knees, and I prayed that you would try me today. Because I'm ready to end the charade of a healthy connection. You have been a huge destruction, hell-bent on your own satisfaction, primping in the mirror, feeling entitled to continue. Then you surgically cut me long, deep, and wide, stabbed my back repeatedly, and then used names to make me believe that I was a special lady, a diva, and a queen. Either restricted my freestyle delivery or mocked it. Adios. I'm over it. I have no reason to lie to you. That's why I've been telling the truth. I've been transparent, translucent, and honest the whole rip. But it's obvious that that's not the norm. It's worse than the pain of breaking up due to cheating. You're an attention whore. Determined to ego-stroke yourself to a happy ending while you on me are shitting. Grabbing my hand and looking deep into my eyes. Plotting my demise. Promising forever and then your eyes start to wander. Hitting on my place, sister. You're a blunt. Passed around clown. You can be anyone's mister. Not belonging to just me or the community. I hate the power that you drain from me. I can't retrieve time, love, pussy, or ink. I have no idea how your heart still beats. Cold and black, you're the grimmest reaper. Should have been my diary and my secret keeper. Yet delusions of grandeur have you pumped up to hot air balloon size and status. I'm disgusted and you're busted trying to recruit a squad of groupies who move like you. Slithering sideways across the sand. My heart says fuck you. Hands in my pockets and no need for bird flipping. That sass that you hate about me is now being fed to you intravenously, expertly using my detailed knowledge of forensics to work for me. I gave everything and you took more. My pen, hand, voice, and asshole are all sore. Bending over and grabbing my ankles was never my intention. Did I mention that you gave me mouth vomit? I was shackled in the dungeon of confusion, wanting, needing, taking, lying, imitating, faking, trying to hold onto myself. Was I? Barely. Asthmatic breathing, heavily. You picked the wrong day to mess with me. You poked the bear, and I tried, but I can't care. You turn by turn directions how I got here. Don't shake and stutter now. You elevated yourself standing on my shoulders. Toxic tendencies, you killed me, and I hate the pain of humiliation. Repeated rape and ravenous crazes that you would perpetually dispense. Pure nonsense. I must savagely dispose of the memory, carnage, and the body. Never to be found any place thinking. The grave that you dug for me will remain empty for this time. I don't know for how long. But I'm simply purging the former form that you boxed me in. I need to breathe easily and enjoy again life's bounty. I'm no plaything or toy. You had me from word go, but that's over no more. I have nothing left to prove. A decade of paying my dues. Every scar 
earned a singular tattoo said storm to remind me of the pain reversed that wasn't even rehearsed, the ugliest sacrifice not appreciated. Fake love when you should have just hated. No more need to fight. Not even a throw punch to remind me of the time. So I thank you, poetry. Your heartless treatment left me to be an updated version that you see before you today. I'm ready to release. That was the old me. It can rest in peace. Thank you for indulging me. I'm Gina Storm. In peace. That was phenomenal. Why would I not be glad after hearing that? (laughs) Because I usually bring rainbows, glitter, and butterflies. (laughs) Honey, (laughs) I know you're not always fuzzy ducklings. Oh, no. Not at all. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I like the sassy side of Gina. I had to embrace her. I embrace her. I appreciate that so much, Nyla. I've missed a couple of weeks. I've had a lot on my plate, but I was so happy to make it in queue tonight and to share. I will let everyone know where I can be found. I'm everywhere that poetry can be found all the time, but the place that you can find me for one-stop shopping is at linktree forward slash Gina Storm. It's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E. Gina Storm, G, no, with an E, Storm, like bad weather. And I'll see you again next Thursday, my sister. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. And I'm so glad you were here tonight. Thank you. You're welcome. Me too. All right, Gina, and we'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. All right, Miss Gina Storm. Oh, look who we have now. Dun, 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 drum roll, area code 702. 702, you're on the air. Nyla. Jimmy. Hey, hey, hey. How are you, sweetheart? I'm eating pizza. Are you really? What kind? Yeah, uh, Supreme. Um, that's That's my speakeasy dinner. It's easy to heat up. I can have it ready. As I'm waiting to come on, so it works really well. Um, all right, so Nyla, you know, uh, we go back quite a ways. We do. And um, we got Dwayne here. He goes back with us. Stephanie, Cammy. I mean, we've got. It's really, uh, it's really a fun reunion every week. It's becoming that way. But um, you know, I, I wrote so many poems. We talked about this before, me and you, and um, you know, I. To, to expect anyone, even even old poetry friends from those days, to remember specific poems. By, it gets tough because we write a lot. I know I've got, especially back in those days, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of poems. However, there are a few that I did a lot on your show before and I did on my own show and it did, that I think uh, might uh, trigger some memory for you. Do you remember a piece called Iron Horse Angel? You know, I remember the name, but, you know, people ask me this all the time, and I hope no one feels like I'm an asshole or anything, but oh, I hear so no, many poems I every mean, single week that I, even if they sound familiar, I'm not going to remember them. And that I'm getting old. So you guys can come read them all you want, even if I've heard them before, just so you guys know. But but I know I know the name. I know the name. So, yes, I remember it, but I don't remember it, if that makes sense. It does. Uh, so... I- in tackling, uh, one of the things I challenged myself back in the day was tackling various uh, social issues, which we've talked about. And uh, 
so we too many times the heartbreaking story of a of a newborn uh, infant found in a dumpster in a you know in a garbage can just thrown away like trash and and the stories are tragic and uh, so I thought I would do a poem on that particular issue but with a little bit of a twist as I like to do um, with a would be savior uh, an unlikely in 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 the terms of the way people think um, and when we think of bikers you know. I know I, I know the lifestyle and, and I know a lot of them and they're great people. But in movies and the way they're always portrayed, they're kind of big, bad, burly. You know, they don't really care a lot for Law and Order. But I thought I'd kind of give that notion a spin on its ear, so to speak. So this is about a biker that finds a baby in the trash. This is Iron Horse Angel. When I first heard the pitiful mewling from the alleyway, and I had a feeling what it was and that I'd never be okay. Wasting not a second, I sprang to the trash can and removed the lid, gently lifting out the garbage bag wrapped and discarded kid. My heart did a 360 as I carefully ripped open the knotted bag, and I glimpsed the baby girl, tossed out like a dirty old rag. I got on my hog, cradling that precious little bundle, cursing the length of my hair and my face and trying hard not to tumble. I had her inside my leather jacket to protect her from the wind. She was a newborn, true, but as I peeked inside, I could have swore that she grinned. I rode right up to the emergency room with its calm nurses and EMTs. I strode in, boots clicking on the floor, and handed her over, and I said, please, take this sweet, innocent angel repair her broken wings for if she cannot be in this world in heaven may she sing and I said hell with the rally stuck around figured I'd wait it out before long a doctor with glasses no more than a kid come about and he said sir she's going to be okay but only thanks to you she'll live to breathe another day and someday go to school I cracked a smile, stroked my beard, and gave him a big bear hug. And then I slipped away into the night, shaking the cold off with a shrug. I got on my bike, and I rode away and looked toward the sky, grateful for the hands of fate. And that is when I cried. A million blinding, stinging tears falling from my eyes. And I thought about that innocent baby and her precious little smile. And to the one who threw her out, whoever they may be, well, there's a special place in hell for you forever, eternally, in home. That was amazing and beautiful and heart-wrenching and sad and bitter and sweet and just phenomenal. Wow. Well, thanks. Now, um, I recently just, I rediscovered this one, uh, the actual written poem, and um, I got this idea to make, um, I'm going to write two more pieces that go with it. So the story. Is it going to be continuing her story? It's going to continue her story. And in the next poem, um, the biker now considerably older is in the hospital clinging to life and 
and she uh, she shows up there and, and uh, hopefully gives him some words of encouragement um, that may or may not help him pull through. Wait, of course, she after him a, she, him a she obviously finds <laughs> well, maybe she obviously finds out you know who he is because he you know since that time. But anyway, I haven't written it yet, but that's coming. And um, next, uh, let's see what I got here. All right, this one I just pulled up. I had trouble again pulling up poems. And uh, Iron Horse Angel, I wrote that. I I posted it everywhere. I read it on your show a few times on my own, uh, a couple other places. This poem is one of those ones that I wrote, posted once, and forgot about it. And this is a little bit, maybe a little bit of a lighter side of the word machinist. Uh, but, you know, there always might be a little tinge of darkness in there. <laughs> and this is called, My Beauty is Sleeping. My beauty is sleeping, her eyes gently shut. Oh, beauty of my dreams, please, dear, wake up. My beauty is wept, she no longer cries. And the soft golden flow of a maiden docile. I scream to the heavens, how have I been lost? And my beauty is sleeping in the cold Christmas frost. We journey forever towards murmuring shores, our jaunt interrupted not by those we've adored. The miller gave passage in an old cracked oak boat, and we traveled in circles around Circe's gray moat. My beauty is sleeping just her eyes gently shut. Oh, beauty of my dreams, please, dear, wake up. Delved into masses behind King Russell's shack while a blind mind pretended to stab me in the back. I wandered away from the grove where you lay. Now the sins of my past will give me away. Oh, beauty, your kisses still linger like silk, and the skies have opened to the black winds of Dar. We made love with frenetic, abandoned lust in a time before man had built the first car. So take me, take me, take me to the skies. Oh, beauty, your love is a love for to die. My beauty is sleeping, her eyes gently shut. Oh, beauty of my dreams, please, dear, wake up. In Devlin we waited for the cusp of the pestle, while strange men played drums made of an unknown metal. In Belzoni we waited for the murders to end, where faces were strange and not one of a friend. Believe me, believe me, believe what I've wrought, for the fishes in nets will never stay caught. Believe me, my love has ripped out my soul as the eyes of the blind man are mistaken for coal. Disease has taken the best of me. Tempt not the blade of insanity. My beauty is sleeping, her eyes gently shut. Oh, beauty of my dreams, 
Please, dear, wake up. Lilith beguiled me with her wandering eye. My beauty had witnessed what we both decried. Now time is of essence, yet not worth a damn. My hourglass filled with blood and not sand. Oh, beauty revival is not in the cards, as the dust dogs bury souls in forgotten backyards. I lust for the hunger that sated my soul. Oh, beauty, please wake up so that I will know. But dreams, they are staggered as moss on black stones. They drip as the teardrops of loves without homes. My beauty is sleeping, her eyes gently shut. Oh, beauty of my dreams, please, dear, wake up. Oh, Father, I pray thee, keep watch on my charge so that evil will stay back when the new moon is large. Forgive me, sweet beauty, for all that I am, for Belzoni and Lilith and Circe's fast end. I wait as the blood oranges ripen again because all beginnings yield to an end. My beauty will not wake for all that I've said. For three weeks, my beauty has been lying dead. And boom. Wow. Just kind of threw that in there and ran away, didn't you? Yeah, I just, uh, I, sorry, that was a little long in the tooth. But, uh, <laughs> you know. No, I mean, the just, ending line, it's like, hey, she said bye. <laughs> it's like, wait. Well, what? there's actually, I actually alluded to that quite a bit, but you're right, I didn't make it clear until the end, so. <laughs> Then when you're hearing it, you're thinking like, you know, okay, it's gonna, it's gonna sort itself out. It's gonna be okay. No, no. Right, right. <laughs> it's it's uh, right. I should have like, known like, better. Uh, you, well, exactly. What, what did we do last week? Um, angels cried above, and we thought the little girl was gonna be saved, and well, they found her, but it was a year too late, so she wasn't. Yeah. Fantastic, both of those pieces. You know, you've got, you have a. Tammy and the uh, swooning, mooning, whatever, swooning, that's what I'm trying to say, in the uh, chat room because you're singing. She's like, I love it when he sings. <laughs> uh, I love all my poet friends. You guys are the best. Nyla, you're definitely the best. And uh, I, won't be, I won't be with you next week. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be in the mountains of southern Utah fishing. Uh, we're finally getting our trip that we missed last year, that we've been taking for years and years since the boys were little. So, uh, But I'll be thinking about you, and I'll be back hard for the next one. I am so jelly. I love fishing. You know, I saw that post on your page where you're talking about, you know, if a, a good woman will, you know, not bitch about you fishing, but will go with you. And then thinking, well, yeah, was, I go. I always have my fishing pole in the back of my truck window, and I go fishing all by myself. What does that make me? And, we, and well, and we should note that that post, even though it's on my page, Missy actually posted that. You know, because <laughs> I, I would need to make sure you it. know. You you appreciate it, <laughs> right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I am on Facebook, Jimmy Ray Davis. Link up with me. Let's talk. Let's make a. Let's collab. Let's do something, man. Dwayne, let's make a song. And um, 
Uh, also, Reverb Nation slash Word Machinist. All my crazy, wild, silly, fun uh, recordings are on there, so give them a listen if you feel like it. Perfect. All right, sweetheart, great job. Appreciate you, and we will talk to you next week. No, uh, the week after. A week after. I knew that. Yeah. That's what I meant. Culture is getting old. <laughs> Aren't we all? Uh, Nyla, I love you. I appreciate you. You take care and you have a good night. And I'll be hanging out in the chat. All right, sweetheart. Thank you. All right. Let's all right. go ahead and grab our next caller. Oh, it's Jimmy. Ray, thank you so much. Next caller comes from area code 863. Oh, I should have gave warning, but now we get to wait. Noreen, we love you, and we are waiting for you to hear us talking about you. 863 is Noreen, and I'm going to sing to her. No, how come nobody in the chat remember says, I love it when Nyla sings? Because I don't sing with this shit, is why. But we're still going to wait for... Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Okay. Um. Hello, Nyla. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? I'm. I'm doing fine now because I heard you saying earlier that you and Crucifer are getting married. Oh, I'm so excited. Happy, happy. That's happy. I'm so happy. Y'all make a, a a great, perfect couple. I'm so happy to hear this. Did you believe me? Yes. Oh. Yes, I believe you because you know what? At the beginning of it, you said that um, you when we first started on, you said you'll never get married. Well, I said the same thing, and Gary said the same thing before we met that we'll never get married again. But I, but we did. We we fell in, we met, we fell in love, and we got married. So yes, I believe it. Well, I I better call Christopher and let him know then, right? I thought, uh oh. I did something wrong. <laughs> I'm just going to call and let him know so he knows as, he knows as well. Yes, yes. Okay. Because he might yes. appreciate knowing this. Yes. Y'all make a perfect couple. I'm going to have to go propose to him just so I'm not a liar. <laughs> okay. And y'all make a, well, and, and congratulations. Thank you, Noreen. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, so what do you have for us tonight, my love? Okay. Um, um, for Gary, I have his poem called, I Promise You. Okay. Um, you can't buy a breath of fresh air when your heart and soul are gone. I'm going to give more than a memory. I'm going to give a sign from above. I want you to know I'll be waiting at the quantum crossroads. The end. Aww. That was incredible. Okay, thank you. I love his poem. I love that poem. That was one, well. I love all of his poems, so it's hard to say which one is favorite. I, I, yeah, I agree. I love yep. them all too. Yep. <laughs> all right. Um, and what else are you going to? Okay, I'm going to read my poem called um, "Make My Night." Um, make my night. Where are you? You're supposed to grow old with me. You didn't. I know you're in heaven without pain. But still, 
I wanted you here at home, pain-free. Love each other always, and to watch the rain come down from the sky as we hold hands with glee and do activities together again. I want to love you, touch you, hold you, I plea. Make my night, enter my dreams inside my brain. The end. Aww. That was so sweet, so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome, Noreen. Are you going to read a second one for you? Okay. Um... I'll read this one, and this was um, on Gary's um, 72nd birthday, if I remember right. Yeah, this was right before, I think this was right before he had his um, his stroke. Yep, before he had his, yep, before he had his stroke. Okay. Okay. Um, another year just gone by, and you made it to see your 72nd birthday just a little bit older a little bit wiser, and more love for me. You came a long way, my teddy bear darling, sweetie. Now you can say at 72, you are a published author that is an accomplishment. Well-loved and well-respected man, published author and poet. I am so proud of you. I am so honored to be with you on your 72nd birthday. All I have for you are this special poem, a chocolate cake, I bake just for you with ice cream and beer bread with baked pork chops. And the most important of all is all my love for you forever and more. And that is enough for you. May God bless us to see more birthdays together in good health. I believe, you believe, we believe that 2015 is our year in all ways around. So I just want to wish you a very happy birthday and a lot more to come with kisses and hugs, with all my love, and I love you, my darling. Happy birthday, my sweetheart. The end. I had to laugh. I, when you were reading that and you sang something about cake, it's like, ah, uh, yes. I know. As soon, when you were done reading, I was going to say, you know what? I remember you making that he absolutely loves is beer bread. And then you put it in there. Yes. So it's like, oh, yes. there's the beer bread. <laughs> yep. He loved it. He did. Yep. 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 I'll never forget that beer bread. I even had to look up. <laughs> I was going to make some. I never did make any, but I was going to. Oh, it's so good. You know, and I realized I thought I can't eat it no more because I don't have no more teeth. And I realized, well, Gary ate it without teeth. Why can't I? So I thought, well, and I don't have to use beer, you know. Um, cause, but um, isn't that what makes it beer bread? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. They call it, I guess they call it the beer bread. I know we did. Well, then it has to have beer in it, doesn't it? Yes. Otherwise, it's just bread. Yes. I wonder if they can deliver a, a beer here. They, you can order a beer and they can deliver it to you because I got no transportation. I had to have everything delivered. They may be able to. I wonder if I can mail okay. you some. <laughs> can you mail beer? Know. Someone tell me. Can we mail beer through the mail? I'm not sure. 
I'm not, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Mm-hmm. All right, Noreen, tell us how we can find you guys, please, my sweet, sweet woman. Okay. Um, okay, and you can find um, Gary and I, well, you can find our books, um, Now and Forever, Our Love and, and Other Love Poems, and um, Two Hearts in One. Um, oh, no, my mind went blank. Oh, I can't. Okay, um, The Aura Truth and um, Reflection of Our Inner Beings. You can find all of them on, on Amazon.com, and, and you also can find us on Gary and Noreen Snyder um, dot wix dot com front slash um uh, uh, port portrait okay and then you can um oh no how am I what am I doing forgetting things I don't look <laughs> supposed to forget oh wow uh oh okay and then you can find um oh and you can find Gary on Nation dot com um, Facebook.com and um, PoetryPoem.com and he's also Googleable and Googleable. <laughs> okay, and, and then you can, okay, and then you can find me on um, ReverbNation.com, Facebook.com, and um, face. Already said face. Uh oh. Oh no. PoetryPoem.com and you can also find both of us under Gary and Noreen. In co-fi is ko-fi.com. I have a shop on there, and I have um, a commissions on there too. And then, um, oh no. And then you can find um, find us on um, every Saturday night at at 5:30 um, on 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 the Poetry Club doing Facebook Live. And I'm also Googleable and Googleable. <laughs> yes, you are. And All I'm right, sorry. Marine. Okay, you will. And I'm sorry. I'm forget. I should not forget because because Gary always told me I have a memory like an elephant. I said don't forget stuff. Now it seems like <laughs> lately I'm forgetting stuff, and I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> you can do whatever you want, love. <laughs> no, I don't want to forget stuff. <laughs> Oh. All right. We will talk to you next week, love? Yes, yes. We'll be here next right, week. Honey. Okay. All and right. once again, congratulations, um, Nyla. For you and, and, well, we'll you wait, and Christopher okay, We have married. to wait until next week so we find out if he says yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Cause, okay. Because I remember when, when you introduced us to Christopher on there and Gary told me, I should, wait, they're talking. He said, I should know their boyfriend and girlfriend. And you never said that he was your boyfriend, but Gary said, I know he, he is. Is it what y'all was talking? I don't know, but he knew. <laughs> and and his intuition's always always right, and he was right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what to say right now. I love you so much, Noreen. Okay, and we, we love you too, Nyla. And you <laughs> and Christopher make a great couple, a loving couple. I will let him know. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, Noreen. Okay, you're welcome. Bye, sweetheart. Okay. Okay, talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Okay. I think I kind of painted myself into a corner on that. I don't even know how to get out of it right now. (laughs) All right. Um, 
our next caller comes from area code 740. 740, you're on the air. Hi, Nara. This is Sean Tucker. Hey, Sean. I'm so glad you called in tonight. I saw that you. Uh, I saw your message, and it's like, oh, I'm hoping he calls in. So welcome. Yeah, I'm glad to glad to be back on here. I uh, I've actually been doing pretty good lately, and you know me when I'm all happy and well, I tend to forget about the pen a little bit. But I'm ready to get back in the writing groove. <laughs> See, I I tell people that all the time. The 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 bane of the poet is contentment. When things are going yeah. well, when you're doing good, everything's happy. It's like, um, yeah. Oh, so, so I'm grounded then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have two pieces here I'd like to read, and um, I'll give you a little tidbit on this first one. They're, they're two pretty short ones. The second one's a little lengthy, but mine are never that long. Um, I've, I've, quite a few years back, my uh, one of my best friends, his his dad had passed away, and him knowing that I write, he asked me to write something for him and his dad. And uh, the first thing I thought of was he uh, he had got a tattoo on his arm for him and his dad. And I thought, man, there's just so much depth behind that tattoo that I could never even scratch the surface on that meaning. But I knew him and I knew his dad and I thought, I'm going to take a stab at this. And it, and it worked out really well and they enjoyed it. So I'm going to share that moment with you guys. This piece is titled, Your Heart is Tattooed Within Me. The air around me is so cold, still remembering so vibrant the lessons you left in my soul. Still feeling the warmth you gave me when there was no one left to hold. Always fighting and standing up for what you believed in and never forgetting the sins that made you start to begin chasing the face that I now stand for today. Your heart is tattooed within me. If you only knew how much your morals resonate inside me. Every step taken, every profound word spoken is merely the reflection of the man you taught me to be. As today, I search for the comfort I felt when your arm cradled me. It lets me step back to see that everything you set out to be is not everything that I believe, as I thank God that your heart is tattooed within me. End of poem. Wow. That was awesome. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. Um... This second piece is, if uh, if I was famous, they would call this one of my classics because I read it all the time. But I just love it, this next piece. Um, it's, a, it's kind of a writer's poem because it's about writing and expression and just uh, one of those pieces where you set the pen to paper and you let it go and do what it does without no care in the world. And whatever comes out, comes out. It's one of those type of poems. And uh, it's actually kind of a more upbeat, happy one. And this piece is titled Graffiti. 
My words spray. Like an exploding can of paint, I make graffiti today. With my thoughts, the creativity flows. What I'll think of next, who knows? Feel so great speaking my mind. Starting to get a grip on these new times. I stand up tall and speak my word. With this band, it gets absurd. Crazy like a man on the mic losing the beat. I pick it up, and now I teach you all what was going through my mind all along. This feeling is ecstatic. Starting to realize I'm not bad at it. Keep it going. I think I like it. Open-minded, good timing. Enjoying how my thoughts are not rhyming. I just let it go. This was a life I once hated. Took being reborn to learn how to shape it into what I know today. As I love it, couldn't see me as everything I wanted to be when I already was it. Materialistic, forget about that. Faith and love, stand up and shout it. Doesn't take much to keep a content man happy, but it would take lots to impress a rich man, sadly. So I'll take this life and put it on my own pedestal. Like a thief, I stole the happiness from my own sadness. I scroll through everything I've written throughout the years. So many tears on old pieces of paper. So glad I learned to wipe them off later. I rejoice that I learned the sound of my own voice. I'm my own number one. Like a man teaching his son, stay positive. You can do this. Don't lose it. Keep going. Now you're showing the true person inside. Feeling like an artist, I paint graffiti. Learning to always love being me. End of poem. Being me. That was perfect. Fantastic. Uh, right, love. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I always enjoy that one. It's it's you know every once in a while you write something that you just it's it's just I've got a couple like that you know and people say oh you're not supposed to, you're not being a nice meek quiet sweet poet if you sit there and say you like and you're supposed to be humble and you know no I love uh, I love confidence I love a confident writer that's, that's so good I, I I try to be sometimes I I fall into the dark deep poems and sometimes I just I'm happy I'm writing and I like it, so. (laughs) (laughs) I like it, too. It's kind of a a corny way to say it, but I think we're on the same page. (laughs) All right, sweetheart, do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you. Um, On the web, you can find me at Sean Tucker Poetry dot wordpress.com and you can find me on Facebook by searching Sean Tucker Poetry perfect alright hon and we will talk to you next week that sounds good time for me to get back in the groove here so <laughs> I'll talk to you next week hey I wanted to add a quick tidbit I've been listening for a couple hours tonight and Wow, like, everybody has been on point. Like, it's been some good reading tonight. And I just want to tell everyone, great job, because it's been fun tonight. It always is, but tonight I really um, was in, in um, how do you say, a lot of them really, I felt them extra hard tonight, and I, I just enjoyed listening to everybody. So, good job, guys. <laughs> 
Well, thank you for that. I know they appreciate it, and I appreciate it as well. Very cool. All right. I'll talk to you next time. All right, hon. We'll see you then. Thank you. Mm, Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller. I'm going to kind of give the lineup so you have an idea of where you are. We have 848 followed by 207, then 575, another 575, and then 216. We do have 704 down there. I see you down there. You're not in the lineup. Press 1 if you'd like to come on, hon. All right, let's go ahead and grab 848. 848, you're on the air. Yay, I'm on the air. <laughs> you are. <laughs> well, I just wanted to listen. So, hang on a second. I have nothing much. Six, seven, eight. And the sun shower plays hide and seek amongst a veiled after fade. And the lightning mimics the impressionistic version of a lantern's lambit. And the thunder rolls out a cloak rendition of told you so yeah thank you how was your show tonight it's been it's been a lot of fun we've had a lot of really great people on with us fun it's awesome that's all i don't need to take up any more of your time unless you know you want to play the freaking she got nothing cathartic to say we're okay I don't know, right, nothing, what do I care, I just wanted to listen. Please be at peace, and thanks for letting me be part of all that good stuff, you feeling all right? Yes. You okay in there? In I am. Well, in that I case, am. it was Robert Hunter's birthday, and that's pretty heavy, so there you go. Thank you. You can hang up anytime. I have no life. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, honey. <laughs> Your show. Awesome. All right. So we are going to do this since Gregory is not going to read. I am going to do this for you guys real quick. Give me two seconds. Hold music. Na, 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 na. And we are going to play a track by Gregory. And it is going to be, let's do, let's do, I haven't heard this one long. Let's do Hit Me With The News by Gregory Schwartz. Here he is, you guys.
Okay, so that one is not a piece by Gregory Schwartz. That is music that he sent to me. So we are going to grab another one because I need to play a poem of his. And we're going to do, let's do, I know this one. is a soup bear in the backyard. I love this piece. Here we go. Hey, there's a bear in the backyard. It knocked the bug zapper into the pool. The bear fell into the pool and got electrocuted. Then a wire broke and it started a fire. And it fell into a tree and started the tree to burn. And the tree fell onto the roof and it started the house on fire. Then the fire melted all the telephone wires and caused a blackout. No one could call out for help. They're trapped in the house and preparing to die. And a rebirth of life free from the conditions which brought them through this series of basic interactions. They smell like electric fried broiled bear meat. It only reinforces the vegetarian ethos. Accepting liberation through a comedy of errors, they find it personally more effective than waiting in line for all eternity to be judged for things that had nothing to do with them. That was Gregory Schwartz with Bear in the Backyard. And let's go ahead and grab our next caller, which comes from area code 207. I believe this is Tammy. 207, are you with me? Yes, this is Tammy. You're right. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? Well, it helps that you just posted your uh, area code in the chat room for me. I'm not really psychic. okay. (laughs) Okay, yeah, I did that, yeah. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing, sweetheart? I'm doing very well, not bad at all. Thank you for asking. Um, so what are you going to share with us tonight? I am going to read a piece. It's called After the Bath. I don't think I've read it on here before. If I have, I'm sorry. Um, let's see. After the Bath. For a moment, I turned away, caught in my childlike adornment, embarrassed, but just as quickly and without thought, I returned to stare, and she was beautiful. I've seen beauty before, but never had I noticed hers. My heart smiled as she ran fingers through auburn hair the artistry glorious, her smooth, soft hands topped of elegant, well-manicured nails, exiting the thickness of her crowning fall warmth in slight curls. I watched as she trailed her presence, tracing every God-given curve, every life-given scar. The naked body is a beautiful thing. I find honor in that she has found comfort in me. 
My eyes will not abandon her glory ever again. They cannot. For I have come to enjoy the view of the lady in the mirror. End poem. I love that. I absolutely love that. Thank you. You've come to enjoy the view of the lady in the mirror. Yeah, I wrote that a good while back. It's an old one. It's a great one. Are you going to read two? Uh, can I? Yes, you can. You got time? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this one here is a little bit naughty, so, but it's not cursing or very explicit or anything like that. Okay. It's called, it's called Cigar. Yummy bad girl fantasy, secret behind Ray's brow. I want a man to please me. Listen close, I'll whisper how. I long to wear his man suit, crisp fine shirt, silk tie and all, with silver links a-dangling from cuffs ending sleeves too long. I want him to undress me using only hungry teeth, Peeling away the layers to the naughty girl beneath. Beginning with pressed trousers, unzipped, tight, quite teasingly slow. Nibbling, tucking, tugging, exciting, keep gray flesh traveling low. Quickened breaths anticipate, lift, tongue crazed, quivering thighs. High and buttons unfattened, fastened, lost in piercing, praying eyes. Hidden underneath this manhood, a corset of crimson, breast heave. Snug tight, tied lace of twining, stockings, garter, and heels that bleed. While muscles glide, setting fires, and pink pores shiny with love. I want to lay back and watch, smoking my cigar above, in poem. <laughs> oh, there's too, a little bit of sass in you, isn't there? <laughs> was that too much on air? No, no, that was fine. Okay, Erotica good. is fine. Romantic poetry is fine. You just can't say nipples and, you know, don't. you just can't be too graphic. Okay, that wasn't too graphic then, huh? No, no, that was fine. Okay, good. I'm glad. Good. The, the smoking the cigar was a fine touch. Thank you. <laughs> I You're love welcome. cigars. I love the smell of cigars. You know, I don't. I don't like cigars. They make me nauseous. But I love the smell of pipe tobacco. I would pay somebody to come sit in my house and smoke a good cherry tobacco. Oh, yeah. So I could just sit there and smell it. It's yummy, yummy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. Well, All right, my I darling. Are you about to find me? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Facebook at facebook.com poet Tammy Hendricks, and I'm on WordPress at Tammy L. Hendricks. Dot wordpress.com. 
perfect. All right, sweetheart. Great job tonight, and we will talk to you next week. Yes, absolutely, and thank you so much for being here. What you do is really great. Oh, thank you for being here. We've missed you so much when you were when you were on your sabbatical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you're back home. And we'll talk to you soon, love. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, sweetie. All right. Let's go ahead and grab. I want to let area code 520 and 407 know that you guys are not in the lineup. If you guys want to come on the air, press 1. That's 407 and 520. Press 1 if you would like to come on the air with me. And uh, that will alert me that it's okay to unmute your mic. If you're here listening to the show, appreciate you being here. 407-520. If you change your mind any time, press 1, and that will let me know bring you on. All right, let's go ahead and grab area code 575. 575, right, because we have a 5754 and a 5752. So 5754, you're on the air. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Awesome. This is Levi from Tucumcari, Hey, Levi. How are you, honey? I'm doing good. How are you? I am absolutely wonderful. It's been a while. We have missed you. I know. I've been kind of ill and just haven't been able to come on, and I apologize for that. You're allowed to have a life as long as you know that right? we miss you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just glad to be here, so that's good. I'm interested to hear who the other 575 is. <laughs> I know, right? It's a mystery. Dun dun dun. Right? Yeah. So, so I brought um, two poems tonight. One is um, a shorter one, and one is about regular size. So, um, let me pull up the shorter one first. Okay. This one is called um, "Cosmos of the Mind." Stone within a mirror, within my prosthetic eye, I see everything that's menial, no matter how small or depth of seal, I peel back no matter how surreal, like a foreskin to comply. I hone this craft I set to space, hinged to what I try to do, but like my ship's hull was made too tall, for me to skim the night, but still I try to apply and hold on to what is true. It's for this reason that we die in a sea of our regret. Just as stars live underneath the shawl doesn't mean that we should forget. Because after all, that would be a lie. In transient, as I pass the stars, I try not to rely on time. Because up here the meteors start to brawl in rhythm, much like a rhyme. And still the comets cry a while, and yet they miss each other's eyes in a subtle way, but not too small. And this is why, exactly why, I love to death the death I die. Because we are all bound to crash and fall beyond the crimson skies a while inside the cosmos of our minds in peace. Wow. That was incredible. 
Thank you. Absolutely love the rhythm of the whole thing. Fantastic job. I wrote that probably like, oh, I don't even know, eight years ago probably. <laughs> Long time <laughs> ago. Well, I loved it. Thank you. And the you're second welcome. one, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I said you're welcome. Oh, okay. I, I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. The second one I'm going to read just recently got published um, in Yanoya Review out of China, actually. I do believe is where they're from. Um, this one's entitled Paper Dolls. I remember as a child placing paper shoes on paper feet, paper purses on paper shoulders, paper dresses on paper bodies, brushing the crinkled blonde paper hair with my pretty pink paper hairbrush. And my friend, he sat beside me, playing with his metal tanks and his plastic soldiers, blowing up cities in his mind and saving all of toy kind with these man-made delusions. He asked me, why was I playing with dolls and not saving the world like him? And I answered, because my dolls don't believe in violence. He then proceeded to tell me that boys aren't supposed to play with dolls. It's a girl's toy. A girl's toy? Really? As if a girl could dress my paper doll better than me. As if a girl knows which paper shoes go better with my doll's paper skirt. As if a girl could tell me which belt goes better with my doll's outfit. It's a girl's toy. Therefore, girls know better than I do, because boys don't play with dolls. I felt confused. I felt embarrassed as if I had violated the code of playtime because boys don't play with dolls. So I picked up a cap gun, a toy soldier, a monster truck. I shot fake bank robbers after a fake heist. I saved a fake world from fake violence and a fake World War III, and I crushed a fake vehicle with a fake high-wheeler. And in return, inside myself, I felt utterly fake, but boys don't play with dolls, because boys who play with dolls grow up to like men. Boys who play with dolls aren't really men at all. They are just prissy boys. They are sissy boys. They are not, they are just a girl and boy packaging. No, they really aren't men at all. You see, boys don't play with dolls. Boys like trucks and guns. Boys like violence and fighting. Yes, boys are supposed to like girls because Boys, they don't play with dolls. Well, how dare you? How dare you make us feel inferior just because we play with paper dolls? Just because our playtime appears different from yours. You see, I grew up playing with paper dolls, despite anybody's hatred. And I'm not afraid to play with dolls with my little niece now, or my future daughters, or my future sons. I'm not afraid to kiss my future wife or my future husband in a public place. I won't feel embarrassed or feel influenced because I played with paper dolls. I'm proud that I hate violence and guns and war, and I'm proud I'm not, I'm not in the delusion to think I must love those things. I'm proud that I like to do my makeup and my hair. 
I'm proud that I paint my fingernails and I look pretty for my lover. I'm proud my lover accepts me for who I am. So yes, I'm very proud and thankful person. Thankful to God. Thankful to my mom and my father. And even give thanks to my stupid ass friend as a child for opening my eyes to a new light. A light that was always meant to shine. A light that will never burn out again. I'm thankful for paper purses and paper dresses, and paper shoes. I'm thankful that I can be a man and feel pretty despite what others think. But most of all, I'm thankful for my paper dolls and the influence they brought to this man's world because paper dolls are not just for girls. No. No, boys can play with dolls. Yes, boys can play with dolls. In peace. I love it. I love it. You know what really makes me love that piece so much? What? Is I didn't play with dolls when I was little. You mm-hmm. know what my favorite toy was? Uh, I could guess, like a cap gun maybe? Uh, hold on. Hot Wheels? A hammer. A hammer? Cool. That was my favorite toy. I was always out in the in the woods building uh-huh. something or banging on something or making something. And yeah. I only had one Barbie doll, and I liked her because she had brown eyes and, like, a red-brown hair like I do. Uh-huh. And uh, my sister wanted her, and I said, no, I've given you every other doll because I don't like them. I like this, and I'm keeping her. And she <laughs> got mad at me and cut all of her hair off. Oh, my so gosh. <laughs> I took my I took my Tonto action figure doll that my Barbie doll lost her virginity to and <laughs> took her Barbie dolls and put them in the dollhouse and I put his hatchet in his hand and I tore all their arms and legs off and I smeared ketchup everywhere and that's how she found her Barbie dolls. Wow, I was I not love very, it. I was not very good at being a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. It's <laughs> such a true story. I just can't. Because you guys don't know that, if it's true or not. I could just be making that up for theatrics on radio, but it's such a true story. But it's a true story. Well, that even makes it better. <laughs> uh, I <laughs> just wanted to say, Nyla, um, I missed last week's uh, show, and that one I think you said was about, like, submissions and stuff. Wasn't it? What Didn't you do, like, a submission show where you were telling people how to get some, submit their work and stuff? I did, but you know what's really crazy is, and I may do that again next week. Because mm-hmm. I had the entire thing written out, and right before the show started, my computer hiccuped, and I lost all my written out. And so I tried to bumble my way through it, and I just totally screwed it all up. So you're probably best with mystics. I probably would have confused the hell out of you anyway. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to well, do that again I, I in the next to, couple uh, of weeks. Yeah, I wanted to make that show because I wanted to tell you that one of those submissions that you told me about, you tagged me in. I submitted mm-hmm. to them, and they accepted me. So I thought that was pretty cool. That is awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah, it was the Open Door Poetry. Uh-huh. I think that's the name of the poetry magazine, Open Door. Yeah. I'm going to be a poet feature, I guess, in the coming months. So. I'm so proud of you. Do you submit very often? I try to at least three or four times a week. I, I try to make that my goal. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I can do like five a day, and then some. I, sometimes I don't do it for like a week and a half, and yeah. Do the do the um, rejections ever bother you? No, not at all. Mm-mm. My brother, um, actually, he's I've a writer too. I've only ever had two, but, two, but me either. 
Yeah, my brother's a writer too, and he uh, he actually doesn't like rejection letters. And I told him, I said, it's just part of the game. You just got to blow it off. It's just like, you know, the next one may love you, you know. So just blow it off, you know. It's just like, it's just part of life. Well, every poem writer. has <laughs> every poem has its home, and right. 80% of the time that your poem does not get accepted, it has absolutely nothing to do with your poem whatsoever. And that's mm-hmm. what people don't realize because they don't come with an explanation. Most people do not tell you why your poem was rejected. They just reject it, and then it hurts your, you know, you get all butthurt over it and, and think that nobody yep. loves you and you go eat worms, and it's just a horrible thing. But 80% of the time when your poem is not accepted, it has nothing to do with your poem at all. And a yeah. lot of times if your poem is not accepted... It has nothing to do with the content of your poem. It's because know, yes. you didn't edit it, or it's misspelled, mm-hmm. or you used words improperly. You know, you sent exactly. it out with its pants down, and, you know, you didn't give it a fair chance. So, you know, there's so many things that are important to remember when you're submitting your work. And yeah. not getting butt hurt when something's rejected is one of them. Just next. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I have a whole stack of rejection letters, and... You know, compared to my stack of acceptances, it's not—it's not as big as my rejections, but you know. But um, yeah, and uh, actually, funny story—the first poem I ever submitted, I do believe, was the to the New Yorker. Okay, so and that's a I pretty big deal getting to... <laughs> published in the New Yorker. What did you say? That's a pretty big deal getting published in the New Yorker. It is, yes, and yeah. and I. I, I just blew it up. And that was when I was probably like, I don't know, 20, 20 or 21. I submitted to them. And uh, it was a rejection, of course. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just moved on. Very cool. I'm proud of stuff. you. I'm proud, And I'm glad you told me that. And I will keep you posted on when we're doing that show. And, by the way, I love the way you do your makeup, just so you know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You can come do my makeup for me any day. <laughs> right? I, I, I wish we lived closer. I would totally do that. Actually, I need my hair <laughs> colored. You can come help me turn my hair red or something, like fire engine red. It would be right. awesome. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. <laughs> we will talk to you next week. All righty. Sounds All right. good. Bye-bye, Levi. Bye-bye, Nyla. All right, our next caller comes to area code 575. I can't believe I told you guys my Barbie doll story. I so butchered her Barbie dolls. 575, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. It's Jade Mist. How are you? Hey, Jade. How are you doing, sweetheart? So, Levi, the Um, other 575 is Jade Mist. (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, I'm in good company then. I'm very good company, as always. I... I've missed you, but you've been in my thoughts. But as the saying goes, when you're living, life gets in the way. So I've taken a a form of love and brought it back again, meaning astronomy. And I have two very, very quick poems. They're more akin to limericks. They're sort of about forgotten people of science in the sense that the first one had a went to loggerheads with Sir Isaac Newton and Dr. and Isaac Newton did his best to try and bury him. But um, I just want to, with your permission, uh, give you that quick little poem. It's more of a learning poem, just to remember the individual's name, if I may. Please, yes. 
Robert Hooke, Robert Hooke, son of an Anglican curate from the Isle of Wight, he was right, and bested Isaac Newton. Again, it's just something to keep his name in the mix. This still goes on. You have scientists trying to best each other. They're trying to bury one person when there's plenty of awards and accolades for all to go around. I mean, your show proves that there's tons of rooms for everyone to have a have a podium, have a chance at the stage. And that that's what I came up with for that little one, just something to remember the gent's name by. <laughs> and the second one is about a woman who was brilliant, but uh, I never heard of her before, but she was a scientist and astronomer. And here it goes. Caroline Herschel, stars in her eyes, mother's scorn, apple of daddy's eyes. Then brother Will was in her way. She earned awards and paved her own way. Caroline Herschel, um, basically her father, her brother, uh, didn't do much of anything. As a matter of fact, I think her brother and or her father took uh, took it upon themselves to put her discoveries on their shoulders. But in the end, uh, she has star clusters named after her. She won awards in um, Prussia. She was a marvelous, marvelous astronomer. Her mother wouldn't allow her much education, even uh, usual education women then were given, you know, sewing and cooking and whatnot. But um, she lived a very long life. She got to do what she wanted to aim for the stars. And that's just another example. Um, be they friend, foe, or family, kick them out of the way and do what you will. I and agree. There you have it. Yeah, um, it's just it's two people that um, they were just very brilliant. Um, they probably weren't they weren't easygoing by any any manner. Robert Hooke was a hard head, and after a fashion show was Caroline Herschel. So they were no particular treat. Um, <laughs> I.e., I. when 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 you slaughtered your sister's Barbie doll, you know, I mean. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, that's a horrible thing to admit, but I did. I did. I was so mad because she, she cut all of her hair off, and I had seriously given her every single doll. My mom would bring me home dolls all the time, and I didn't play with dolls, but that one I liked because she looked like me. And, so, um, yeah, I killed him. Yeah, I, 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 I say brava to you because that's something that I wish I'd had the nerve to do as a child. I didn't have any siblings, but at the same time, there were some slights as a child that I wish I could have just, you know, oof. Oh, so thank you for doing that. That that that, that I do. I live through you vicariously in that regard. It was very empowering to me, but I cannot even begin to tell you the trouble I got in. <laughs> it was horrible. Well, that being said, it's always a treat to visit with you, and on to the next caller and until we meet again. I appreciate you being here tonight, and I'm so glad when you can make it, honey. And, um, yeah, I hope we talk to you next week. Indeed. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Okay. I'm so glad to hear from her.
All right. Oh, I'm so happy. 216, you're on the air. Okay. Um, Mama, my love. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Because I'm running late. If it wasn't for Maggie, I probably wouldn't even be here because I lost track of time. This is the time when I'm doing the beating and I get caught in beads, like trances, like bead trances, like making patterns and doing something. Uh-huh. And I had asked Maggie to come, and she sent me a note saying, I'm sorry, I got caught up working, and I didn't make it. And I said, wait a minute, I didn't make it either. I said, let's go now. <laughs> we both came over. We should have both been here around the same time. That was crazy. I, I'm like, what is going on with my mental? So I'm here now, and I've been listening to you and just so happy to hear your voice, knowing that you are a trooper and that you will be there with bells on for us. Thank you for doing that every week. You know, I can't think of anything else. I, I can't imagine never not doing this. And you know that you and I have talked about this. You know, I just yeah. can't. This is This is so much a part of who I am now. You guys are a part of who I am now. Yeah, I can't imagine me forgetting. Uh, I lost track. I didn't forget the show. I just lost track of time. And we all do that. It was like crazy. How could I just get absorbed absorbed into something and lose track of you know, my other love, which is poetry? I mean, come on now. I can't be doing that. I cut myself cut down to only about two or three shows now. So I can, you know, be beating and doing um, festivals and stuff like that. So you can't be getting caught up on Thursdays at 8 o'clock. i got to remember. I've got some beads I want to send you that I think you'll like. Okay. So um, the name of this piece is called Rendezvous with God. And it goes like this. And I forgot to tell you, my kidney is hurting too on the side. I'm in pain. Oh, I'm in pain, daughter. I don't know what Get kind that of cranberry juice I... out. No, I think it. Well, I think it. Yeah, and I think it's because of the high blood pressure uh, medication is causing it. And I forget to drink water, and I'm taking all these pills. So, yeah, right, that's what I'm going to get. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get some elderberry tea, too. But anyway, the name of this piece is called Rendezvous with God. And I just found it. Uh, I, where, was that? where did I find it at? So I, I, it took my notes away. It took everybody's notes away. But I found it, I guess, from some other notes that I had on Facebook. So here it goes. In the early morning, early in the morning, when the Creator smiles at the calm, when the sun peeks over the clouds, I have a rendezvous with God. Ponder on my purpose and wonder of His plan. I ask if I am in accordance in this moment, in this hour. Lost in meditation, fleeting daydreams, 
duffel by, vibrating on a spectrum of the colors in my eyes. The faces that are many, each one sent in this flicker of time. Each holds an array of memories, some warm, some cold, some kind. Early in the morning, as the birds and flowers breathe, I thank him for this reverence, for his blessing I receive. The tears I weep cleanses my heart deeply. I ask to keep it pure. I ask for nothing more than this and know it's time well spent. As I examine myself in this hour, early in the morning, as the sun peeks through the clouds, I stand approved to love today. His mercy he has allowed. As I reflect and pay respect to my rendezvous with God. In peace. Rendezvous with God. That was incredible. You can tell, too, that it was a, a pretty heartfelt piece for you. Yeah, I wrote it a while back. I was happy to see it, especially while my kidney is hurting. I'm late getting here, so it was meant for me to repeat it. Okay, the second piece I'm going to do faster is called um, When the Truth Came a Calling. And I found this on a piece of paper when I was cleaning up looking for some beads. And it goes like <laughs> this. <laughs> when the truth comes a calling. No, when the truth came a calling. When the truth came a calling is the name of the piece. There's a knock on my door. I ask who's there. Standing there are five faces, and they answer in unison, Truth! I ask, why the disguise? It is I. Truth! They all refrain. Well, how will I know which one of you is to cross my threshold? Let us all in, and you will figure it out in the end. No, I shouted, I will never. I will dismiss the one in from the front because he is much too clever. Now there are four. Who shall I leave to come through my door? The next one began to explain every reason he should entrance gain. A very convincing argument, I exclaimed. Go away. You're nothing but rhetoric, and everyone knows that the truth is plain. Now, standing there in front of my door, left three. The next one to speak was very beautiful, very unique. Let me in, and I will prove I am the truth. You knew my mother. Her name was Ruth. No, you cannot lure me with sentiment. I read your story, the story of your mother, and I interpreted it well. And you do not leave my door. I will surely get vexed. 
now that I sent all but two away, it was much easier to tell who was left to welcome in. Which of these two should enter my abode? I had to ponder as to what truth really meant. Was it something to be applied like a first aid kit? Is it true that the truth is sometimes ugly and always plain? Will the truth will the truth set you free after the pain? Mm. I pondered. And I pondered some more and let them both in. One was life and one was death. One was yin and one was yang. Truth number one started to speak. He said, No, the truth is not always in plain sight. Sometimes you have to search for it. And yes, the truth can be ugly at times, but you're right. Real truth never wears a disguise. Some truth is imagined and some truths are universal. Depends on one's mindset, the mindset of the thinker and what he perceives to be real. He has many rehearsals as his thoughts have been trained as to see what he sees, knows, and feels. The truth is never convoluted nor contrived, and you will always know more than you think you do when the truth arrives. You will enjoy the lies and the rhetoric. It's because the lies you believe benefit you through prejudice eyes. You can barely recognize the truth ever again. And so you will remain as a biased slave to the self-seeking lies. We are the truth, they lamented. We are the wide and the narrow, the good and the bad, the happy and the sad, life and death, the yin and the yang. We do not change according to what you believe. We are a constant. And we are also changed. Hmm. There's a knock on my door. Someone had came, had come disguised as one of the truth's predictions. Somehow he had come to blame the innocent victims. I prayed for my secret, my eyes to be open and my judgment to be discerning because the truth is things that I am learning is subject to interpretation. And before truth left my home, I was told, men cannot reason out that which he does not understand. So if he thinks he understands the proof, it calls upon no spirit to discern. He alone is unable to interpret the truth. Vicky Aqua, 2015. Wow, 2015? Mm-hmm. And it's just as relevant today. Well, I hope the truth will always be relevant. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right, Mama. I'm so glad to hear from you. 
Yeah, you had a long day. That was a long form. Forgive me. But like I said, I had to come and see my baby today, and I'm so sorry I got in here late. And you sound like you have just had a long day. Some awesome poetry. I'll go back and listen to the beginning uh, after this is over with to see what I missed. <laughs> it's been a really good show tonight. It's been it's been fun. I heard. For sure. Well, I hope Maggie gets in. Let me go so if anybody else is kind of waiting in the wings, they can get in. I love you. Bye-bye. Love you too, Mama. All right. Our next caller to close out the evening, it looks like, comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Are you with me? Yes. Is this Hi, Naila. Yes, this is me. Hello, sweet lady. How are you? Doing good, Miss Naila. And how are you doing, all of you? I am. I am doing wonderful. It's been a. So I thought. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's been an exciting night. It's good, and uh, I'm going to travel a little bit to all the re- listeners because I have some. Some things that I wrote, and I, I don't suppose it's a very interesting piece, but I would like to read it anyway. Okay. One second. Here you go. It's called a talk with my being. A talk with my being. Being like my being. I like to remember something that we faced. We were young, and the knowledge of you to me was like a closed window. One day I saw something that I did not understand. My new dress I wore for the first time was not clean. I noticed it as I went to the restroom and called my grandma. She was there taking care of us, as mom went to village. She had to be at the farm as they they were harvesting the new crop. Grandma asked me to sit alone in a corner until my mom arrived. It was a huge restrictions and rules suddenly hooked on me. Until morning, I was happy-go-lucky. Although it was supposed to be my maturing, I hardly realized that what it was, since in reality it was premenstrual pink show. I discovered I didn't know what you are until later, when I never even knew how to tie a carefree knot. However, I learned that being a girl growing up is a gateway to rules and way is so restricted. While mom, as always, is my guiding light holding the torch of wisdom within and ever since, despite all, is a breakthrough to my being. Learning to be a woman that being learned from the light of so many women of care and rare, 
showing the path of life as I read through their work, whether watching them work or reading through them work. Although we faced umpteen things, we will remember whenever and if ever, since time is more precious as we live each moment, together we can live better moments, even though we face different things in our lives. End point. Wow. That was stunning, Uma. Thank you, Naila. You're very welcome. Hey, are you going to read two tonight? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if I read it before, but I found this, which I'm reading. It's called Glowing at Dawn. Will it be morning when I wake up? It was not dreadful. Yes, I hear my veins flowing with my blood. I have a feeling I just read it last time. I'm sorry if uh, I did indeed. Um, Somehow I picked it up for some reason. Flowing with my blood. It was... Where am I? Yeah. It was a thought that what if? What if? What if I do not face the rising sun? Or maybe just maybe find the clouds floating through my existence. What if the oceans drain? And Naila, I remember you commenting too. Do I need to read that or should I change it? Um, I, I, that's up to you. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, I have a different one too, but, um, okay. I have a very small one. I think I, for some reason, have not organized, and you can see that. When all is lost, heaven still holds. I read this to my God. Heaven still holds. Tomorrow is the light waiting to sprout. Do not lose heart, my friend, if anything is gone, since there is yet another day to spawn. And I remember the comment you gave me. <laughs> I'm... Are you there? <laughs> yes, yes, Naila, I'm here, and uh, uh, la- I, I think I get so many of them before. You're, I, I keep hearing you, but then you cut out, and it's like total, there's absolutely no sound at all. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, well, that's it for now. In that case, unless you want to listen to me reading some other language poem, that is. I think that would be a beautiful way to, to close out the yeah. show. Do you have something you want to read yeah. like that? In fact, I do have my blog with me, so which means I can read even read English poems too. I can go back to my moments, my thoughts, my art. You think you want poetry by Oma Pochampali, April Showers, Freedom for All, Magical Music. I think I like this, Magical Musical Gift. It's not um, every day that I read this poem, but... 
I like to read it. Can I do that, please? Mm-hmm. Magical musical present. Let, let me keep looking at the unopened gift that my beloved sent from yonder with love. I may not know what it holds. Is that a letter or a box of gold? Tied in a beautiful velvety cloth, soft as finest silk, gold bordered. With a hue that matches the sky blue, spreading a mild perfume of berries true, or apples in spring with vigor and swing, green and sour as would, a, would an orange bring. Or a mango bring. Each time I look at it, I hear him call me with love from days bygone, yet as new. I hear him from the yard and from the stairs. I run around or glancing through the windows. I know it is your fragrance that I so feel. Krishna, it is your love. I carry it in my heart. When I close my eyes, I hear you play flute, singing melodies, waving music to heal. Lo, I feel his kindness that encompasses my life in the darkest night, bringing the light of millions of stars sparkling the skies, sharing any with plenitude of smiles. Watch Lord Krishna watch Lord Krishna's music. The music relaxing your mind and body and soul. And poem and there is a YouTube link for that. That's awesome. Do yes please. And that is about one of the poems, Naila, and I thank you all very much for allowing me to talk and be online and improve my skills. And I really wonder how the first poem was, if you liked it. I did. I did. I loved all. Well, you know, everything. I've been a fan of yours for so long. I've been, you know, I've been reading your poetry and hearing you read your poetry for, you know, what, a third of my life now? <laughs> Possibly, because it's been a long time, nearly 20 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Well, that would be probably a little less than a third then. <laughs> but for a long time. No, and, I mean, I just, like, I absolutely... I'm thinking it is not one third, but it is, uh, you know, if you are 20 or 30, it is about 20, you know, so much percentage of it, two is to one. I'm growing old reading the poetry. <laughs> I know, right? I was, looking, I was looking at pictures the other day when I first started doing this, and I was looking at pictures, and I was like, God, I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> it's crazy. But, yeah, I mean, I've been a fan of yours for so long. And, well, you know, when you've listened to somebody, you've read, you know, read their stuff and, and talked to them about it for so long, sometimes it's hard to think of new things to say, you know. Mm-hmm. But you've got to know how much I love you. <laughs> 
Naina, you Thank love you. every one of us, and that's the greatest spirit we learned from you, and that's the reason why we come back and we keep writing. And if ever there is a garden full of poets, it is Naila Alicia. Oh, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I appreciate your friendship and you and and just everything about you. Thank you, Uma. Thank, thank you so you, much. Thank you, mm-hmm. All right, and we'll talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. We'll be there. Awesome. Thank you, ma'am. All right. Tell everyone how to find you, hun. Uh, I am Uma DG, and Miss Naila knows where I could be found because there is a blog called Poetry by Uma pochampalli.blogspot.com and my Facebook I try to come back to Pikisi Cafe where I read on and off and usually when I read on and off that's when I try to come with one or two poems of mine otherwise in this life writing it's like a oasis They're uh, telling you, by the way, in the chat room, they're telling you that you've done an amazing job, by the way. That was awesome. They're loving you in the chat room. Thank you all, and thanks to all the teachers that I find here. They're so great, and they inspire not just one person. Even a rock can come out and be a poet, like me. (laughs) You know, you're incredible, and you're an amazing poet, and we love you. Thank you, Uma. Thank you, Naila, and see you all next time. All right, everybody, you have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I appreciate you all so much. Appreciate you being here. Go out, have fun, enjoy your summer. Do your homework. If you didn't catch it at the beginning of the show, you can catch it in the archives. We did poetry prompts. I'm going to be concentrating on those for the next couple of weeks so that you guys... You know, if I give you one thing to do, there's a better chance you'll get it done than if I give you a whole bunch and you're out playing. So um, I want you to go out, live life, have fun, and then come home and write about it with some of your poetry prompts. So you can check those out by listening to the archive if you weren't here at the beginning of the show. We will see you next week. Fantastic job, everybody. We love you, and good night. I'm going to, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where'd it go? I have to find it. I'm going to finish the show. I'm going to play a track. I can't find it. Why can't I find it? Why is it not working? Something is not working. Oh, my gosh. Let's do this because it's right here. We're going to play Mama with Nina Simone. We heard this a while ago, but that's not... Not... um, Too recently. If I can get it to play. I'm fighting with this as we're talking. Okay, here we go. Let's see if we can get this to play. Good night, everybody. See you next week. Ode to Nina Simone. Nina! Miss Simone, Miss Simone, you're our own. They loved you in France. With a love like mine African queen Far from home You're our own 
When you sing for women and such, you're more than too much. And when you sing, my skin is black, I was taken aback. When you say you ain't got no, I knew what you meant. Mr. Moan, my life, my life was touched. When you bellowed out, my name is Pete, my name is Pete. When you were so far ahead of your time, that even when you died, the rest, the rest, still behind, we're still behind. Mr. Moan, Mr. Moan, Mr. Moan, you're our own. You touched my soul. Your music never old. When you tickle those keys, you touch something in me. With a bubble so bold, I just had to ask. Why, how did the world miss you? But oh, no, not I. I hung on to your every word, to every word you sung. Even to this day, you can make me cry. But not for you, but not for you, but everyone, but everyone that missed you. Oh, Miss Simone. You were a delicious treat. Oh, how I still love you. Mr. Moan, Mr. Moan, you're our own. I felt your pain from the depths of Georgia to New York City. Oh, what a pity that they missed you. How you were treated was America's law was Europe's gain. Being more open-minded, as your songs reminded, they caused you to drift away from home, the home of the slaves. How you were treated was a pity from Georgia to New York City. Since you've been gone, things have not been the same. Now, they remember your name. And now they remember your name. Miss Simone, Miss Simone, you're 